0: This is Chris. Hi,
1: I'm Mick. This is Molly.
0: I'm Brett. G'day, this is Tim. I'm Simona. And you're listening to Darren and Robin. And this is A Comfortable, comfortable place, on a place on the Couch. couch.
1: From the goat boat. Welcome to our comfortable place on the couch, all right? a short run podcast exploring (laughs) every midnight oil album in the year of their great circle tour not during their great circle tour
0: no it's the year of in the
1: year of their great circle tour
0: it's a nice little disclaimer there you should be a lawyer
1: my name is darren folds and in the upcoming month i'll be spinning every midnight oil album from my comfortable couch As well as taking a listen to some of their eps live recordings and video releases joining me each episode is my longtime friend and fellow midnight oil enthusiast robin harbrin how are you doing this evening mr harbrin
0: we're doing okay i'm doing okay you're doing okay
1: i'm feeling okay
0: right on we're we're back in the basement there in
1: the basement Basement flat.
0: This is where we started recording these podcasts, but then as... The,
1: way back in March. Way
0: back in March. We're really before trying... Before the tour started. Yes. So we really are trying to get the podcast done before the end of the year. Uh, but winter came back and your beautiful sunroom has become less, what, habitable?
1: Yeah. It's like a three-season room. Yeah. Not the winter season. It is
0: not the winter. And winter came early this year. I've got the winter tires on. I need to get
1: my my winter tires are going on on Friday. Yeah. I've been sliding around a little bit.
0: It is not fun not having the winter tires on. While our listeners in Australia are are sweltering, we've had it down to what today the high was minus seven Celsius or something like that.
1: But earlier this week, like when it was only like minus five or six and that wind was out,
0: it was cold. It was cold. I'm not ready for it. No, no. It's kind of... And it's getting dark at, what, like 5 p.m. already.
1: Welcome to Chatting with Canadians in the Winter. Yeah, this is... We talk about how cold it is and how dark it is. Yeah. Can I show you something?
0: Yeah. Woohoo, Ned Kelly! It's Pretty the, cool, eh? It's the Ned Kelly shirt. Yeah. Darren just showed me his Ned Kelly. <laughs> he unzipped.
1: <laughs> and, and me and my, my youngest son, like, the day or the weekend that this shirt arrived, we yeah. made ourselves ned kelly helmets yeah I, out of uh my other son's halloween costume we kind of cut it apart and <laughs> made. he doesn't need up. that anymore you don't need those rocket boosters yeah can i say thank you matthew
0: definitely yeah because matthew did the times. legwork
1: matthew thanks yeah. a lot matthew did the legwork to get
0: this to me that's awesome i like the ned kelly shirt it's hang it, on darren finally put his ned kelly away i zip myself up yeah yeah
1: robin we've just been listening to two thousands why two k's midnight oil album kind of album the real thing
0: yeah the, the, it, it's controversial isn't it midnight oil themselves seem to have disavowed it no no See, i don't buy this thing
1: how do you think that midnight oil has disavowed it as opposed to sony has disavowed it
0: well, on midnightoil.com. Yeah. There is no mention of it. It's really? It's just not there.
1: That's bizarre.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's I why. Did I do not know that. Yeah. And but you know
1: what? I, yeah. I still don't buy it. It happened. This, yeah. this was an album that came out in 2000. Yeah. And Midnight Oil put it out. And it's Midnight Oil. And you can't erase history, my yeah. friends.
0: That, that's right. And that, that's why we're doing it, because we bought it. And to us, it was a real album.
1: It's the real thing. It is did you set thing. me up for that?
0: <laughs> sure. I think some of our listeners might think, "Oh, yeah, the oils themselves don't really think it was an oil. They only did because of contractual obligations or whatever." Mm-hmm. But an interview disc is included. Yeah. With it.
1: Oh yeah, they put a lot talking. of extra bonus material in this. Yeah. Thing.
0: And now again, that still might be the label behind that, mm-hmm. but they were getting the guys to talk about this as an album yeah, and uh if we're going to think that jim and rob and pete are guys of integrity and we do and we do then i think we're gonna to have to take their word that yeah this really is an album yeah because otherwise they would have said hey i'm not talking to you about this thing that we don't like that we don't like yeah yeah
1: a couple other thoughts about it yeah. um When I think of, when I think back to 20,000 watt, like that is something we know that Jim wasn't behind. Yeah. Like we have documentation of him saying, yeah, you don't put out a greatest hits compilation unless you're calling it quits. Yeah. But I've never read anything or heard any interviews with with specifically Jim, actually any of the guys, saying anything like that about the album. That's
0: right. Same same here.
1: So if Jim is saying we shouldn't be doing 20,000 watt, as a greatest hits compilation. But that still counts. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't say anything bad about the real thing. That counts. Yeah. In my view. I think so. And it's, we've got new material on here too.
0: There's some new songs.
1: Granted, Say Your Prayer shows up on Capricornia.
0: On some versions of Capricornia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly. But
1: where else are you going to get Last of the Diggers? Yeah. I don't know. That's right. You get it here.
0: Yeah. So basically, we've got something that's like an EP. Yep. Four-song EP that includes a cover. Yep. And then uh, a collection of more acoustic-sounding songs. Live and unplugged. Live and unplugged. Of course, some of it is plugged, but anyway. Yes. Yeah, and the the song selection on this album, uh, on The Real Thing, it's interesting they didn't put beds on it for example no, yeah, right so yeah. so it isn't yet another greatest hit collection it's with the same all yeah, the same, same old excuse me, songs all the
1: same greatest hits no
0: yeah um while it does have a few hits it also has a nice diversity yeah uh some songs that actually haven't had that much attention paid to them the only real standout hit is blue sky mine and the dead heart. Yeah. Well, for longtime listeners, US forces w- yeah would would be considered one, but but and then let's I think...
1: presume that people are picking up the oils like Yeah. For diesel and dust or yeah. the Sun or moon, and Moon Blue
0: I think like War is one, for example I guess we will talk about these more later, but War yeah. uh, is a song that's grown in popularity i yes, think yeah but back then it wasn't
1: because we were talking about the difference between the album version and the was it the exxon version or the version they included on screaming blue Life*, and how yeah. y- you and you in particular were saying that wow you know they've really stepped this up and it's become a bit more of a rocker and i like it better than the album version i think you were saying yeah i believe so yeah yeah are we getting a bit ahead of ourselves? We
0: might be there. Did you want to do some business arising? Yes, or? Let's,
1: let's do the business as usual.
0: Oh, yes, business as usual. Or whatever we call it. Yeah, no, you, you have been calling it business as usual lately.
1: And so I don't forget, because I don't have it written down anywhere, we have put together a comfortable place on the couch listener survey. We would really appreciate it mm-hmm. if our listeners... If you would go to darrenfolds.com slash podcasts, that's where we have our show notes for all of our podcast episodes. But we'll also have a great big link at the top of the page for the comfortable place on the couch listener survey. Yes. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Just hear what you think of the show, hear where you're from, hear what you enjoy about the show, maybe what you don't enjoy about the show. And... After we conclude with Capricornia, maybe we'd want to do another episode or two more, something like that. Yeah. Maybe you can give us some direction as to things that you'd like to hear.
0: Yeah, and and we're even toying with the idea of doing another podcast that might not be so midnight oil focused. if, mm-hmm. if they don't, if they're not producing much yeah. new material or news yeah. for us. Uh, but certainly the oils would be included and maybe we would explore other music or side projects. Side pro- yeah. Side projects and so on. Yeah. That's right. Actually, there are a lot of side projects we could do. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in Darren and I even talking about some of our other favorite albums that have little to nothing to do with Midnight Oil, that's May- something yeah. we might do.
1: Yeah. We're not promising anything. No, no. We're just... committed to finishing the year. Yeah. We're committed to finishing what we started. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do some more stuff next year too yeah depending on you know if there's interest yeah or.
0: it'd be useful for us to know if if you guys just like listen to us talk about music in general yeah uh and if you just know we only like you guys because because of midnight oil that is totally fine we want to know that
1: i i would totally understand that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: business as usual yes what do you got
0: oh, i boy. think you've
1: got a lot of stuff written. now there's down. a
0: lot of stuff i've so thank you. Again, apologies to anybody I don't mentioned. Narelle sent a scan of an article by Jim that he wrote for Big Issue magazine about the Great Circle tour, uh, like his his diary, so to speak. Uh, hey, Robin. And, uh, yeah.
1: See this envelope that Whoa, Judy sent us? Did you get concrete? I was showing you the outside of the envelope earlier.
0: Yes. Thank you, Judy, for all that info. Check out
1: the inside.
0: There it is. It's the Big Issue.
1: So thank you to...
0: Yet yeah, Narelle
1: and, and Judy, Judy, forgetting us—that's excellent. The fantastic Jim article in the big
0: issue. Yeah. Okay, and Narelle also uh, corrected us. Do you remember back when we were talking about Neil Young driving a certain vehicle?
1: Yes, we were pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. What did
0: what did we call it? We were calling it a Hearst. <laughs> Is that hilarious? <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny yeah so so correctly it is a hearse yeah, of course it's a hearse yeah so it's bizarre that we we're both doing it and
1: i'm sure there's a reason that we call it a hearse
0: yeah well there's rob Hurst, mm-hmm. okay and there's also a town up here in northern ontario Erst called Erst.
1: <laughs> the french call the it f- the french,
0: they call it Erst. Re- yeah and the, the rest of us call, us call it, it Hurst. Hurst. yeah so i don't know that must have been in there um, uh, also apparently we are talking about like rumors about Jim and, and so on. Uh, the, the, story of him finding his family. Yes. Uh, apparently Jim never really gave permission for that story to go out. And so we retroactively, uh, apologize for, yeah, we got it from a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently that wasn't intended to go public like yeah. that. So, so we're just going to say that too. Yeah. do yeah. And, yep. uh, presumably... I would hope Jim's better about it now, and, yeah. and we we really appreciate the story. Oh yeah, uh, not just as you know, peering into Jim like an invasion of privacy yeah. as, as as gossip, but just as a beautiful story. Yeah, uh, which I hope has been part of Jim coming to grips with with you mm-hmm. know his uh, with who he is with who he is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and understanding I think we himself. Can, and... Yeah, we can all oh, all yeah. learn something from that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: There are other things, but Darren, go ahead if you got... Every
1: once in a while, when I'm putting together the podcast, when I'm editing the podcast, I start working on the website, the show notes, as I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. So if you're in that short window before the, just before, like a day or so before the podcast gets out, you might notice things showing up <laughs> on our website Weirdly ahead of time. And for the last few episodes, I've been putting like a little paragraph saying, Hey, you eager peevers who are looking at the website when Nancy when well yeah maybe in this case I have to say hello to our eager beaver of the month James (laughs) right on yeah I put a little notice up there let us know if you're an eager beaver reading this page and we'll say we'll give you a special shout out during the show so James
0: is the eager beaver this episode and past times it's been Nancy for sure yeah yeah
1: um another thing when I was putting together the first half of the redneck episode like a month ago yeah I actually got around to watching the cemetery video. I hadn't watched before we recorded. Oh, yeah. And man alive, is that a powerful video? Yeah. Eh? It, yeah. The, 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 the story clown of one. the clown. Oh yeah.
0: But, it was getting you.
1: Yeah. Tugging at the old heartstrings and yeah, my appreciation of the song increased because of the video.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it actually is a good video. It just seem it just doesn't seem like an oil's video mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, It's not a band playing a song video. It's a story. It's more of a story. Yeah, and there's still,
0: there's uh, there's something else to it that's mm-hmm. hard to define. Like even just that was shot on on video gives it a certain look that like between d- not film and not digital. Yeah, it was that kind of yeah yeah that era.
1: One thing that actually is business arising, mm-hmm. we were talking about in-ear monitors. Yes. Um, I'm going to put a, a note in our show notes, a link in our show notes um, to an article uh, that was posted online um, that has to do with a lot of the behind the scenes, how the show's put together for the Great Circle Tour. And it goes into like things like lighting and um, front of house and monitors uh-huh. and specifically we learned that rob does not use in-ear monitors so that there's no there's no click track going to rob's ears to get the wow. timings for songs and stuff going
0: yeah, yeah. okay good well yeah because we were curious about that yeah oh yeah and we, we we're saying like some bands have it so produced it seems to me that they're almost like um like they could be robots. They could the, almost be robots. So what's
1: coming in your ear? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean that's an exaggeration, but yeah, they they must follow that. And it would be a huge train wreck if they didn't. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And we shall also mention some of these uh, business arising are quite old, and uh, sometimes when we do a two-parter, we actually record uh, several hours of audio. Up front.
1: I might go as far as to say many hours, many hours of audio, but it's of, great.
0: Of, of audio. And then it gets chopped up in the, precedi- in the following week or weeks, or yep. even in this case, month.
1: It was for, almost a month between the first part of Redneck and the second part wow. of Redneck yeah. coming out. Yeah. So we haven't recorded for well over a month.
0: Yeah. And so that's why Business Arising, you might expect it to show up in part two of Redneck, but no... That was all recorded yeah. a long ago. Yeah, it took a long time. Um, my, my dad's had some health problems, and uh, so he's doing a bit better now. So we're glad. But that was part of the delay. That wasn't the only reason. Yeah. But uh, Life happens. Yeah, life happens, and we've had some stuff. Yep. Shout out to my dad, because he's the one who took me to Australia in 1987 and took us out to the Outback, mm-hmm. uh, You know, paid, paid for this tour. Well, I shouldn't say just dad. My, yeah. mom, my mom as well. Uh, but dad kind of instigated it with this teacher exchange he did. Yeah. And so very likely we wouldn't be doing this show if we didn't, yeah. if if I didn't go to Australia yeah. and especially if I didn't go to the Outback and yeah. kind of fall in love uh, with the place out there. Yeah. So anyway, he's, he's doing better. Any of you well-wishers, wish him well. So Graham T. showed us, showed the internet, a Midnight Oil board game.
1: Isn't that nutty?
0: Did you know such a thing existed? No way. Yeah. It, it is bizarre. Yeah. So this is something that I am going to try and get a hold of. It'd be kind of fun to... Have
1: board game night?
0: Yeah. It, it,
1: comfortable place on the board game night? <laughs>
0: comfortable place on the board game. We would sit here and play the game. <laughs> uh, so we'll have to... I'll, I'll see if I can get a copy somehow. It seems like it's super rare. hmm Yeah. Um,
1: it's been really neat the last month or so following this isn't really business arising but yep. just following the tour in australia yeah. and just watching videos from the show and it's just been fun just watching not only the australians who get to be there but like some of the international travelers yep. uh who have shown up for the tour and yep. that's fantastic it's been really neat following along in the drama with jim and his his leg his yeah. Tendon There, yeah we're
0: going to talk about that so Yep. Uh, so last we heard, like, so it, it was all the drama about whether Jim would even be able to continue on. Yeah. And now we've seen, yep, they he, he got did. his own riser and got, yeah, get him up there on the chair and away he goes. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was great that he got through that. And uh, rumor has it that surgery on Tuesday, maybe. I think so. To reattach yep. it. And we hope that goes yep. really well, Jim, and you make a. A full recovery.
1: Lots of love coming from Canada and all around the world to Jim. Not that you listen to the podcast, but...
0: No, but you do talk on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Andrew, Andrew F. Yep. For um, both the shout out from the the boat. From the goat boat. From the goat boat.
1: Andrew, I consider you a very good friend. (laughs) Just not a Facebook friend. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please nobody take offense to Darren. Darren has unfriended me on Facebook it's even. It's
1: impossible not to take offense yeah. at Darren. Yeah. I totally understand. I Everyone say, can take oh, offense actually, at me.
0: take offense. Just don't take it like personally.
1: Everybody gets the same awful because, treatment from yeah, Darren. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> sometimes Darren just does bizarre things.
1: I love you all. I just don't want to be your friend Oh, on yeah. Facebook. Hey, let's
0: talk about... So so. Darren is so bizarre about his Facebook activities. When he, he posts... On the the powder workers group, that new episode is out. Everybody pours their love and their knowledge into the comments on it. Darren deletes it after. Yes, I could not believe it. I went looking for some information that somebody had kindly shared with us. Gone. I'm like, I eventually had to write Darren, Darren, I can't find these. I'm like, oh, of course. He deleted them. So you might have noticed I've been posting the latest episodes that makes- because
1: that makes a lot more sense for Robin to post them. They yeah. will last much longer. They that will way. last
0: longer that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually
1: do feel kind of bad about that.
0: But that's what, what can you do? They're gone now. That's what I do. It is what Darren does. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, uh thank you for the shout out, but also thank you for sending me footage uh, from the Big Sydney show, uh, Best of Both Worlds and uh pretty close to jim and right pete running around with his flare yes uh, or whatever the smoke smoke grenade i think andrew called it okay um that was burning fantastic. his hand yeah burning his hand
1: or his wrist or whatever he had that yeah. bandage on
0: and so that that was great uh and and just to get a, a little sense of what it must have been like to be in that crowd yeah. there you yeah. know in that that huge show Grant very thoughtfully sent us some King of the Mountain footage from from Sydney. He was like totally trolling us. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> that was funny. So,
0: so thank you, Grant, for for sending us King of the Mountain of all of all the songs to send us. Um, Scott mentioned uh, hunting around his small town for Midnight Oil tapes. He didn't know existed back in our day when we were checking out a kind of obscure band in Canada, yeah. like Midnight Oil. Yeah we're wandering around and you keep checking the tape or the CD, not even the tape no, section. Yeah. Cause
1: this was like before the CD yeah. bin.
0: So I I'd always go the M's. This is all throughout the eighties. Yeah. And
1: like, and you'd go to a different town or a different yeah. city. Oh yeah. I got to check out. See, maybe there's something midnight oil there. Yeah.
0: There. And you look in midnight oil and once in a while you would find a release you didn't know about. Yeah. And so here it is, new midnight oil music. And that's how you had to find it. Wandering around from city to city. Uh, Back to Grant, we're talking about the warbly guitar sounds that yeah. we like so much. Uh, Strict Rules apparently mentions a vibrato, a vibrato effect yeah. in The Cure. Okay. And also gets a dig in. Like, one of the more forgettable Midnight Oil songs is The Cure. Oh man. Yeah. What a, what a thing, eh? Um, so then on the Powder Workers group, Chico yep. did a great recording of him a video of him playing the solo from armistice day yeah or not the 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 intro yeah uh and he's using a boss uh effect pedal uh a ce1 and od1 od1 and
1: the overdrive
0: yeah so it's a regular overdrive and that's right and the boss ce1 is the original boss chorus effect which now go for like 500 bucks
1: this is like the it's not like the little stomp box but the big wide
0: yeah yeah a big one um I only just found out now yeah. that that is a very authentic yeah that's a really authentic way I found out that there is a new pedal that CE1 is way out of mm-hmm. print the Boss CE2W the waza the waza effect yeah 280 bucks yep. pretty steep but sitting there at Music World Academy maybe on our Simpson friend Street. Enzo yeah I was going to say plug in
1: his shop on the podcast,
0: yeah. and you know, if if Enzo doesn't come up, Darren, you know, Christmas is coming up, and okay, you, I th- I'll I, put it on my list I heard for you. Yeah. Say, yeah, yeah, you were thinking about what what does Robin what, what need? What does Robin want for yeah, Christmas? That's right. That I'm, sure, I'm sure you. I'm sure you were thinking that.
1: I think the guys on that pedal show. Yeah, they do a shootout between the Waza version and just the the regular. Oh. and I think that may have been the episode they were talking uh, and they were playing some oils and they were talking about Jim. Um, really? Playing on it. Yeah.
0: How, how did I miss that? Did I just... I'm
1: sure I've told you about it, haven't I? Well, oh. maybe I'll, I'll throw that in the show notes too. Oh, please
0: do. Yeah. How How did I miss that? They're playing oils.
1: Yeah. Dan was. Wow. Yeah. Dan was the guy that I had the dream about that he came... <laughs> Oh, Dan, <laughs> Dan, from the gig, gig. Oh, Dan. I had a dream that me and Dan were doing a podcast. I don't know where you were. You couldn't make it in. But me and Dan were interviewing Jim on the podcast.
0: Oh, get out. And I wasn't there. It
1: was only a dream. Yeah. And so I tweeted it. And Dan said, yeah, I'll do that with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, this isn't Business Arising, but uh, something When well, they, I discovered this one. Mm-hmm. Pete has a new song. Did you see this collaboration oh, yeah, he did, yeah, I did with the Mar- Marlia? How do you say that? M a r l i y a, Marlia. But so I, I, if I understand correctly, this is like an indigenous choir. Yeah, I guess it's like a kids choir. Okay. Uh, but it's on top of more modern yeah, music. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and they're kind of like electronic and stuff. Yeah. But they got a couple guests on the album, and Pete does a song yeah, on this. Yeah called Maralungu or is it Maralunga Maralungu I think okay okay and so it's this really cool and they yeah. made a video yeah we'll and put they, it up on the show notes yeah yeah and they got Pete but it's been out for a few weeks now and mm-hmm. it only has like three thousand, twenty-five hundred views
1: really total wow so go watch the video it's good
0: watch the video and not only does it have Pete being almost like a a road warrior mad max kind of thing he's at the wheel i mean he's he's not done up in the whole outfit yeah. but he's got like some some face paint on he's at the wheel that's really cool the song is great and uh lyrically it's a lot of uh, it's deep yeah it's uh yeah a great song it has uh, those that choir the kids dancing in it too it's just really well done yeah oh, oh, oh it's got okay Not only does it have kind of a Mad Max thing going on, which is, you know, like my favorite, right? Commodore 64 is in it. How did I miss that? I kid you not. This is bizarre. So it's Peter Garrett. It's Road Warrior-ish. And Commodore 64. Did you see the Commodore 64 in it? No. Yeah, it's got this snake game in it yeah which it, like this little one of the many things in the video yeah. it cuts to this kind of snake electronic game that is done with a Commodore 64 font proof i saw the dollar sign and i knew that is the dollar sign from a Commodore 64 cool and i posted about it on the comments for the youtube video and the creator acknowledged me He did. nice yeah cool Okay.
1: You've got a lot of business arising and business oh, as usual. This is like totally a, making up for every other every, episode.
0: ever where I'm super slack on it. Okay. Oh, and I, hey, Darren, I've been reading Capricornia.
1: I have been in too. In
0: preparation. Yeah. I'm.
1: The Comfortable Place on the Couch book club.
0: Yeah. Page 430 now yeah. out of the 560 pages. Yeah. Oh, good, pages. good job. So like yeah.
1: I'm, You're ahead of me now.
0: I'm like 80% done. Yeah. Good job. That's the only thing I'm reading. You're probably reading like so many <laughs> other books. I'm actually finding it pretty good. Like, oh yeah. I was worried about a hundred pages in or 50 pages in. I was worried, oh man, this is going to be a slog.
1: Right at the very beginning, I was thinking that, but yeah, I got no, into ever, it. Yeah. Ever since then. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And what a bizarre book full of everything. Yep. It's it's full of everything. For, for a book from the thirties.
1: H.G. Wells thinks quite highly of this book. Yeah. But we'll talk about that.
0: We will. Okay. Another time. So. Start reading now. On we go. Okay. So we already talked about whether this was a real album or not. We did. And we made the case that yes.
1: Hey, Robin. Yeah. Where'd you get your copy? Because you don't live in Australia.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Proudly Proudly. manufactured in Australia. Quality guaranteed. Right on. And it also the limited edition interview disc and CD extra. Yeah. Contains ten oils: classic, live, and unplugged. Yep. Blue sky mine, U.S. forces, and short memory.
1: So we ordered these online, right? This was like back in the early days of ordering things online. It seemed like
0: I guess so. Did we buy it from like an from an Australian website, Sanity th- or something?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I don't think that we ordered them. Like we didn't. Like you didn't order and get me one because. I've got an yeah, extra we, sticker on mine that you don't have on yours. So it would it would seem to me that they came from like different places or different batches or something. Yeah. My sticker, I've got a mature sticker on mine. 15 plus, low level course language.
0: I wonder what the swear is in... Oh, or maybe because of the interview disc. I'm pretty sure Rob, Rob's got a bit of a potty mouth uh, yeah, on the okay. interview disc. yeah.
1: I was unable to listen to the interview disc this yeah. afternoon in preparation because my computer wasn't cooperating so i only got to listen to a little bit of it down on the blu-ray player while i was sitting up for the podcast so yeah robin's gonna
0: yeah so it's gonna be more robin talking oh boy
1: so let's talk about how this album came to be
0: yeah i think on the interview disc we learned that they felt it was legitimate Mm -hmm. doing the unplug thing yeah because well, they, yeah, they, they have been writing on acoustic guitars yeah. and so on.
1: That was like the only thing that I was going to be able to contribute to this oh, part I'm of sorry. the discussion. That's okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, I think that goes back at least to 1098, maybe even earlier. Certainly acoustic guitars appear on, Was there, only one song postcard, but there is, there are acoustic guitars. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they said Redneck Wonderland was a PO'd album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, on the other hand, this is reflective. So here, more proof that they consider this a new album. It's like, oh, and this is reflective. Yeah. Um, that they recorded quite a bit of it in 94. Yeah, Apparently the acoustic part. Yeah,
1: in yeah. 93 and 94. It looks like this was like recorded not during the Earth, Sun, and Moon tour, but in that era, part of it was recorded in New York City in the MTV studios, right? So perhaps when they were over touring there. Yeah. At that point.
0: Yeah, that's right. And the, so I guess the, those tapes had sat on a shelf for five, six, seven years mm-hmm. and they gave them a listen and thought, oh, this does. This is good stuff. This sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We can use this <laughs> to get, squeeze an album out.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're such a cynic.
0: <laughs> so they brought a guy, Chris Abrams, on to play piano. Yeah. Uh, because Jim Jim's already so busy between the organ and or guitar. Yep. How can he make it to the piano too, right? Yeah. Yeah, And so many songs called for it.
1: Yeah. So Chris is actually credited with piano and organ. And so we don't know necessarily what Jim's playing and what Chris is playing. And
0: it's probably not that hard to figure out. If we hear piano, mm-hmm. then Jim is playing organ. If there is any organ.
1: Oh yeah. do you figure Jim's got like, he, he would rather play organ than piano.
0: Yeah. I, as far as I, for some reason, I think. Yeah. Chris is the only piano player on this. Okay. And Jim's playing organ. And if there's no piano, then Jim will be playing guitar and Chris will be playing organ. I think that's how it's happening. I don't... Yeah,
1: you're right. Jim doesn't get any piano credits.
0: Yeah. He does
1: get a couple fun auto harp and harmonium credits. Yeah,
0: and you can hear them. They're pretty clear when they come through.
1: I, I can hear an auto harp. What's a harmonium?
0: It's like... It's like an air organ, an organ that runs on with reeds.
1: Okay. As I opposed to pipes. Instead of pipes. Yep. Cool. Yeah.
0: The song selection is pretty good. Like tin legs and tin mines yeah. is a, a nice choice. Uh, and like no beds. Thank yeah. you very much. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, we, we don't need. We like enough. beds, but we've heard a lot. <laughs> we don't need, we don't need more of beds.
1: I was quite enthralled by the. The songs from 1098 Nine Eight on this album, yeah, yeah, they're and I don't know if it's just because I haven't heard them for so long, yeah. or just not hearing them in this unplugged yeah. uh, way, or just because they're just great songs and it's just nice to listen to them again.
0: Yeah, they're, they're great songs, and they always had a bit of that piano thing was there in a lot of Ten mm-hmm. Nine Eight, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't prominent. Yep. but the songs were structured around it. It's really cool to hear that. Because they are strong songs yeah. even without the studio trickery.
1: And even hearing like the lead guitar lines played on acoustic and stuff. It's just
0: great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently the band was really uh, nervous or anxious about doing the unplugged thing. Hmm. They had been, they had done the loud rock thing for so, so yeah. long. Yeah. Uh, that going in and Pete just having to sit on a stool you know, not being able to run around the stage, sure, for example, Sure. they, I think they, they felt they're out of their environment, yep. uh, a bit doing it. So apparently they worked really hard on getting their vocal harmonies tight yeah. for this. That okay. was, they, that they, makes sense. You, Cause
1: it really comes through in a number of the songs, how nice the harmony sounds. Yeah.
0: So I think that was really important to Jim, uh, well, I'm sure to Rob as well, yep. uh, that
1: it just comes so naturally to Bones. He didn't care at all. Yeah, He's like, Bones I'm not gonna is just nail like, it, no
0: problem. Bones is just going to do it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that they really focused on that because they, they weren't going to have those loud guitars and and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Cynically say like to mask it, like they weren't just shouting sure. over yeah. the, the loud uh, guitars. Instead, it, the those vocals were going to be right up there. Mm-hmm. So they worked that really hard. They also had a percussion, an extra percussionist with them. Yeah, Bashiri. Bashiri yeah oh well All these done.
1: single name guys
0: yeah <laughs> thanks so apparently he he played with Whitney Houston in her big band when she was oh touring well, So it's nice that's...
1: of him to play with a real band <laughs> then
0: and and there was another guy who was like some street busker oh yeah that, like I don't know if Jim was totally joking around we said yeah there's this guy on the street and we pulled him in
1: oh wait there's another percussion guy so this Bashiri guy yeah Looks like he played in New York and then they had another percussion guy, uh, Sunil Da Silva, who played the, the Metro gigs.
0: Ah, uh-huh. okay. So one of those guys is like a street busker.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and the other played the big stage with Whitney. Cool. Uh, Jim also said it's good to pay respect to the old songs, uh, looking forward and looking back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hmm. fine to reinvent old songs," he said. At first, they're having trouble when they're trying to do these songs on acoustic guitar. They're like busting strings on their acoustic guitars. Oh yeah, because they're trying to make it still sound like yeah these you know these giant electric rockers. electric rock rockers. And then we're realizing, no, 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 like this isn't working. Yeah, that's when a lot of the music got pushed off. Uh, to the piano, to the Mm. organ, to the harmonies, and so on. Pete suggested that they called the album The Real Thing uh, because of the acoustic. The authenticness. It's authentic. Yes. So uh, how do you think these acoustic songs, how do you think this compares to in the tour, the Great Circle that just concluded, them having that acoustic set during
1: that? It's funny you should should ask that because sometimes when I'm listening to songs on this album, especially when I'm listening to Rob playing, I'm thinking, and this is another reason I want to look at video footage and I'm disappointed that I couldn't see it, I envision him with the stand up cocktail kit sometimes. Um, I can definitely hear brushes in at least one of the songs and using like a tambourine in place of hi hats which is something you might do if you were playing like a stripped-down kit, perhaps. Mm -hmm. So as much as I really enjoyed the acoustic sets on the Great Circle Tour, I like the sound of this stuff better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I like what they're doing on this album. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess with uh, Jack's help, they do have six musicians there, but Mm -hmm. when they are doing these sets back in the 90s, they had kind of like a dedicated... This, this great piano player, uh, then they had the organ, um, and then they even had an extra percussionist. Yeah. So guys were really free. Like, yeah, they were able to make a big sound. Yeah. It's
1: definitely a very full sound. Yeah. I want to ask you, do you recall seeing this MTV unplugged? Because there's a couple quotes, like Pete quotes from the unplugged sets from MTV ones that I'm sure were things that we as like university students would say, you know how like we picked up on Pete quotes and, and oh, we yeah. would just bring them. I think we've talked about this in the past Yeah. and I'm sure that even Ron was involved in this kind of thing. So I'm thinking we must have seen this because in the two thousands, I think Ron was, oh, Ron yeah. definitely wasn't in Thunder Bay yeah. at this point. Yeah. And so we weren't hanging out with him. So it wouldn't have been like the three of us doing this kind of quoting pete type thing yeah so oh,
0: no we were definitely watching like there's this golden age in canada of the oils mm-hmm. around 93 94 where they're there they played our hometown thunder bay Yep, they were down in toronto a lot they mm-hmm. played that much music interactive yeah we were seeing the mtv they just seemed to be everywhere for a little while yeah and uh it was just amazing. I would turn on the TV and there's, you know, my favorite band. Yeah. And uh, I always had a my VCR and a videotape at the ready. Yeah. And I recorded these appearances because it just seemed so plentiful. Oh, yeah. They'd be on David Letterman. They'd be yeah, yeah. just for a while there. It was crazy. And it was so prominent. Like, we didn't have the internet handy not but, Very handy, so how, how d-
1: but there's access to they were, so, oil on they were TV. so
0: prominent that I could just like stumble on them, yeah. Right? I would turn on the TV and there oh, they were. There's midnight oil. Yeah, I'll well, yeah. record this because I've got all these recordings, and how else did I find them? I don't know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, somehow yeah. I found out. Just a couple other comments from that interview disc. Uh, I think it was Jim saying people want the oils to go off. But the band needs to do these songs for themselves to make it work for them still. Mm. Uh, that they can't always just be trying to meet people's expectations. Mm. Uh, part of keeping it real is is reinventing the songs and doing yep. it in a new way, yep. even if it's not what some of the, the punters yep. uh, are looking for. That's exactly, like, who's the best bassist? Oh, it's the one that I like. That It's the bassist who was there, when The oils were the best that they've ever been, yeah. And when were they the best they've ever been? Oh, I'll tell you, it was at this gig in 1982, yeah. 1983, 1984, whatever. And that's it. And that to them, that is the oils. That's fine. It was a, it was a, for them, it was a big special experience. Yeah. That was the best. Yep. They never felt more alive or whatever. I don't know. But Bones is now being the band, I think, 31 years. I think we were figuring it out, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so. For people who can't get over that, you like 31 years. Come I'll on, guys. 30 years.
1: He's no good. Yeah. I don't know why they bother keeping him around. Like,
0: and, and And by the way, guys, Bones was playing bass for all those super great shows all year in the Great Circle Tour. Yeah. That, that was Bones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He can play stand in line now. <laughs> I saw him. He did it. <laughs> okay. Jim was talking about how he'd be, they'd become kind of elder statesmen, even by like 2000. Sure. Um, and uh, Jim would be producing a band, and a young, a young band would go, Jim, tell us a rock story. <laughs> and then he'd go, no, I already told you 10. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told you 10. Shut up and play guitar. Because he's trying to record them, eh?
1: Yeah. This came out towards the beginning of the year. Beginning of two thousand. Because the Sydney Olympics were in the late summer of two thousand where they played. Sorry. Yes. The sorry yeah, suits. The sorry yeah. suits, yeah. This came out presumably just before the Sydney Olympics where they played and they were like the close were they the closers
0: at oh, the closing ceremonies? I the <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're called the Closimonies. You just made that up. No, everybody knows that.
1: <laughs> I didn't know they're, that.
0: Yeah, the oils for the big...
1: Closimoniers. <laughs> You're just making words up now.
0: <laughs> no, like every Olympics, they have the Closimonies. <laughs> and I've the oils got to be of, the band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard it called the Closimonies before. So they're the elder statesmen.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So let's talk a little bit about the album and then we'll get into some songs seven of these are from the metro theater recorded in october of 94 and only three of them are from the april 93 mtv um unplugged session oh wow yeah i was
0: ignorant to this
1: yeah so the the mtv songs are in the valley Warakurna and truganini Mm,
0: Nice.
1: and the rest of them yeah are recorded in sydney cool on night four of the oils doing their things with guitars that sing sing. yeah
0: yeah i'm glad you mentioned that my daughter rihanna she pointed out that guitars that sing and it goes right into feeding frenzy yeah this rendition of feeding frenzy has almost no guitars at all it's like it goes right into this organ piano groove thing it's pretty hilarious
1: for those of you who don't know what the real thing sounds like by way of reminder here it is
0: See the real thing, come and see the real thing All right, Darren, we've been listening to The Real Thing. And
1: we've been listening to The Real Thing.
0: Yeah, the song.
1: This is not the first cover song that The Oils played, nor recorded, nor released, but this is the first one that was released on an album as opposed to on like the B-side of a single or something like
0: that. Yeah, if we're going to continue to call this an album, which we are. I am. Despite what some may say. Yep. Is it the first time that we have a, an album named after a song? That's not even their own. We
1: have albums referencing
0: lyrics, s- lyrics
1: in the songs, but yeah. not, yeah, not named after a song. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a weird thing. And then I guess they never, but Capricornia, they repeat that. Mm-hmm. So for their final yeah. album, they do the same thing.
1: The closest you get is Blue Sky Mine, Blue Sky Mining.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Close, but not quite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the real thing...
1: Do you, did you listen to the original?
0: Oh, is it great? Oh.
1: It, okay, it's good.
0: Okay, you only think it's good. Okay, you tell me.
1: The original is good. Yeah. Did you see the 2013 um, video of Russell Morris and his band playing it at this Byron Bay Music Festival? I'll put a link in the show notes to that. That's a good version. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so this uh, Russell Morris guy has a great big hit in the 69. 69. Yeah, with The Real Thing. The version that, like, from that time period that I've seen, that listened to and seen, um, is a a video that was made, like, in a TV studio. Like, Mm. he was on, like, a show, kind of like a... Sullivan. What's his name? Ed Sullivan. Just like Ed Sullivan. Kind of like an Ed yeah. Sullivan type show where he's dancing and singing and he's got the, the go-go girls in the background doing their thing with all the psychedelic effects and stuff on top of him. Yeah. Is that the one that you watched? Because um, there's a couple of them. There's another one that I think takes some of that footage and the guy who put it together like cut in a bunch of like stock footage and things like that. And I'm there's this sh- little kid with a bandage around her arm or something like oh. that.
0: I'm not sure I watched any videos for it. I think I just listened just to listen the song. To it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Watching the video helped me understand the song a bit more. Okay. I think.
0: The original was produced by Ian Molly Meldrum mm-hmm. and written by Johnny Young. Yep. Uh, and it was a huge hit in Massive. Australia, yep. uh, which we were unaware of. So a lot of people would already know this song in Australia. Yeah. But here... Nothing. We didn't know about it. All these psychedelic guitars. Apparently, it was the most expensive single produced... To date, at, at that time in okay. Australia, they yeah, spent yeah. they spent ten grand on it, yeah. which in sixty nine dollars, uh, I don't know, must be 11,
1: 12 grand. Oh, at least
0: yeah, yeah maybe thirteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the song is over six minutes. The original, yeah. And did you know it? Cu- it came on a single. The song was split across both sides. That's weird. It is I didn't is weird. know that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you listen to the first three minutes, and then you flip the record, yeah. and then the song continues. Wow,
1: that's a weird way to release isn't, it. Isn't that a weird yeah. way? Yeah. So apparently, the um, Russell Morris, he was intending to do a much more mellow version than what originally got recorded. And um, the guy who ended up recording or producing it for him, he didn't want Russell to get away without recording it that night when he was, when he, I don't know if he discovered him or whatever, but he went back. And, um, the band ended up recording and he kind of had the tape rolling and it was like this standard three minute song, but then they just jammed it out for another 10 minutes or whatever. Afterwards, they left the tapes rolling and, um, the guy was able to put together this. Um, I think they already kind of tempoed it up a bit from what Russell was originally going to do. He was going to kind of do the laid back thing, but he was able to like put together this big, take this jam song and just make it into this big massive six plus minute song which is virtually unheard of yeah at that time yeah
0: yeah at the end it's it's awesome the whole ending uh there's this great big choir that comes in like these it's just totally over the top oh yeah yeah and then it's like it explodes at the end there's like an explosion at the end of the song And we
1: all know how much you love your explosions (laughs) at the end of what better way to end a song
0: you know there's no bigger way to end a song
1: did so you say better or bigger?
0: Bigger or better. <laughs> so it's interesting that the oils really made a much more concise version of it. They yep. didn't go, they, they made it their own. Yep. Um, but they took, and it's, it's harder rocking. Yep. Uh, but they took a lot of the psychedelic elements. Those are still there. Yeah. Which they had been kind of already starting, you know, Earth, Sun and Moon. Yeah, totally. And then adding a bit more rock to it. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens on... The first two songs on this album are kind of like Earth, Sun and Moon Mm -hmm. with Extra Edge.
1: Yeah, it's like the best of the Earth, Sun and Moon Breathe uh, redneck kind of feel because I I think that what they really were doing with Earth, Sun and Moon, it finds its way into Breathe again like we noticed that. Yeah. And, and there are elements of it finding its way into Redneck. So this is kind of an oils thing now. Yeah.
0: By now yeah. it's, that's right. It's they've done a few albums of.
1: With, Where they include.
0: With Abyss Psych. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: For a cover song, I wouldn't expect to cover the lyrics very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I did notice is that the oils version does change lyrics mm. um, a bit. I had a hard time figuring out just by listening to the oils version, you know, what the song was about. And it wasn't until I listened to Russell Morris's versions and got some more help from the video that I I think I kind of got my head around what the song is about. I think this is a question authority type song. Mm. And I didn't really get that from the oils version. Did you? No. Yeah. So watching um Russell Morris in the st- in in the TV studio doing it you know he's talking about he really emphasizes I am the real thing there's not you know how Pete sings um I am not seeing I am not hearing I think yeah Russell doesn't sing that it's just um I think it's I can't see you I can't see you or or you can't yeah I think it's I can't see you I can't see you but the vibe that I was getting from watching and listening to it was, uh, you know, I'm the real deal kind of thing, as opposed to maybe tuning into reality, which I was kind of getting that vibe from the oils. And then at the end of the video, they add a bunch of stock footage of like Hitler and Stalin and riots and Vietnam. And so that was kind of cluing me into the whole question authority type thing. It's, I think that, and i hope that our our australian listeners who or any listener who really who maybe grew up with the song or or has a lot more experience than i would with it can either say yeah i think you're on the right track or no you've got it wrong darren it seems to me like it's almost like a satire type thing you know i am the real thing you know this guy setting himself up as a almost like a cult-like leader type thing you know follow me i'm the real deal i won't lead you wrong but it seems like a satire type song to me. Mm, Yeah. And I wouldn't have got that necessarily just from listening to the oils version.
0: No. And uh, it's almost like Pete sounds oblivious to it on that interview disc when he's just quoting like authenticity. Yeah. The real thing being authentic. Yeah. Uh, It's funny he didn't go deeper with it. I mean, he may be well aware. Yeah. He was kind of making it just sound like, oh, this is authentic. Yeah. I, I left it at that. And you know,
1: they could just be saying, you know, this was just like such a cool song, like yeah. for Australia and back in the sixties, we just want to do a cover of it and have some fun with it. And maybe that's all that they were trying to to do with it. Yeah. I noticed a Russell Morris version, really plucky bass. Yes. And Bones does a super plucky bass yep, in this he as does. well, right? Eh?
0: That's right. Yeah. It starts off uh, with just this acoustic guitar riff played very cleanly. Yep. Uh, and then yes, the clicky bass Yes, the, the plucky or whatever Yeah, plucky, whatever. snappy picky. yeah
1: And that transforms into the kind of the farty bass
0: I didn't notice it becoming a farty bass
1: Well, maybe that's like guitar or something coming But I thought it was the bass that was doing that Tryin
0: hard to understand it Tryin hard to make things real Tryin hard to understand it But the real thing's just so sweet
1: but Does it sound a little me, bit less picky, more farty to well, you?
0: Well, I'm, I'm just mainly hearing there's that nice thick organ that comes in, yeah. and, and you're sure you're not just hearing the left hand of the organ?
1: Yeah, maybe that's kind of the growly sound yeah, that I, I'm hearing. Yeah, I
0: think you're just hearing okay. Jim or whoever going at it with both hands, yeah. and just that, Okay. I think you're hearing the left hand of the organ. So there's the, yeah, those nice thick phased guitars there at 35 yeah. seconds, and then I, and it gets big and it drops back down and then now we have this organ doing the thing right yeah yeah Yeah. that's right um and you
1: get the real jangly uh kind of tambourine shakery type thing joining in i think around that time too and again it's really pronounced
0: there's this nice uh feedback guitar feedback going on while the bridge is is sung yeah yeah um, and
1: coming out of the bridge at yeah. one thirty-five, Rob's sweet. got a little bit of a fill that happens in there.
0: Yeah, and sweet harmonies, sweet, sweet, sweet. sweet harmonies. Yeah. yeah. You notice know, this whispering that's going on around two minutes? There's oh. somebody goes real thing, kind of. Oh no. Yeah. After Pete, like listen around two, the real thing.
1: Yes. Now that I listened to it, now of it's obvious. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Sorry. I wonder who got that job of getting to whisper. Real. Yeah. Real. Thing. Thing. This is where that auto harp happens shortly after okay, that. Okay,
1: I was wondering. I was thinking, okay, it sounds almost sitari there. Yeah. That, I'm, so that's probably the auto harp.
0: Almost positive. Yeah, that that so would make, make sense. That's Jim and his auto harp. It starts to really rock out around 241. Do you think the tempo goes up suddenly?
1: Now that you mention it, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I think Rob yeah. picks it
0: up a, a notch. Yeah. Uh, and then... Okay, yeah. just
1: before it does pick up there, yeah. just with uh, with that set of Umau mouse before there, it yeah. sounds like they've double-tracked Pete. It sounds like there's two Pete's doing Umau Mamaus there as well. Okay. It might be Bones, but I think it's two Pete's okay. as well. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, so right, I think it's 241, and if we could kind of play right through this outro there's sure. about 10 seconds of the tempo goes up and then 10 at uh, 251 10 seconds after the tempo goes up it just gets heavy yeah like apart from concrete i don't know if the oils have ever been heavier hmm. than yeah. this it's just the last 20 seconds of the song a lot yep. of people don't seem to know I, I i put this out on the powder workers group every yep. once so i don't get a lot of traction on it okay but i'm like the heaviest thing the oils have ever done except for maybe concrete yeah is it's the real thing. It's the last 20 seconds of the real thing.
1: Huh. I'm going to roll it a little bit before that so okay. that we can hear uh, the, the double-tracked umama mouse Okay. And then it'll get into that there. And we'll yep. hear how... It's definitely like a big wall of sound. Oh, yeah. But let's hear how listen, heavy this listen, is.
0: Listen Listen to what the kick is doing. Yeah. The barrage. The barrage. Of kicks. Yeah. What the bass is doing down there. Yeah. And the thick guitars down at the bottom. Just... All it, right. It's huge. What do you think the kick's doing? Like, are you picking out the kick? Because it is going...
1: Boom! 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 That's kind of what he's doing, right? that's, that's, that's He's just doing that during the lead up. Okay,
0: but it's almost like he's firing the kicker.
1: Even though that this is intense and just driving, and I think that there's like there's I think it's the guitar that's up a little bit higher that keeps on kind of bringing things up and up as well. Yeah. There's all this intensity to it. It's not an unpleasant intensity. No, it's not a mechanical intensity oh, yeah. that we were getting with redneck so i and i know you're saying this isn't this isn't more intense than redneck but yeah. outside of concrete
0: and, and i'm not saying it's, it's it's heavy not the craziness of concrete yeah but there's the, the the rhythm the kick the bass the thick guitars at the bottom end and lots of distortion too mm-hmm. but there's this thing happening below it that just blows me away okay Every time I hear it, by I think I feel like everybody else is missing that, but maybe I'm not going to convince anybody. But, but if you can listen to this in your car stereo or something where you've got
1: get the kids out of the back seat bass. so you can really turn it up.
0: Yeah, and those last 20 seconds, and just tune in to what the kick drum and bass and bottom strings on the guitar are doing. Yeah, and it's, to me, it's it's incredible.
1: Next time I'm in the car, I'll do okay. that on okay. the way to church tomorrow morning. Right on. <laughs> as it ends to around 313 there's almost this meow sound coming from one of the guitars or something did you, <laughs> you notice that when I, I it ends so. at the end there yeah, yeah. it's just this yeah. weird yeah. weird sound yeah i've written down that this is a massive ending but it's pleasant
0: right yeah it's not harsh the way yeah i'm, I'm not saying it's harsh like concrete
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely massive
0: yeah yeah Say your prayers. Say your prayers. So this is only on some versions of Capricornia. Um, the Minneapolis release. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, is it the Liquid 8 has it? Yeah. Or the, the Australian version has it?
0: The Minneapolis release has prayers as track 9. Yeah. Between Being Away Too Long yeah. and Under the Overpass. It was something they add for those of us in North America who didn't go Who wouldn't have gotten this. Wouldn't have gotten this, yeah. So what were we talking about? Were you saying say your prayers, boy? Yeah. What was that from?
1: Oh, that was from, I forget what song that was, but the idea that say your prayers could be taken as a, like one of the ways that you can take say your prayers is a, I'm going to kill you.
0: Say your prayers, boys. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like one of those kind of cowboy type thing.
0: Why were we bringing that up?
1: Yeah. What song was that in? I don't Ooh,
0: know. Oh, I think it was one of the ones where I was thinking it related to kind of like the whole, what song was reminding me of Jonah? Thank you. Yeah.
1: Running away from God. Yeah. Um, I think it was something on Breathe, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it must have been, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what we think. Yeah, on the interview disc, Rob thought that, Say Your Prayers has very grungy guitars. Yeah,
1: really fuzzy.
0: Yeah, fuzzy. And Rob was thinking that they... Well, he was calling it grungy. Okay. But yeah, yep. I, that's a subjective thing. Yeah. He was almost thinking that they were going too far with that. Okay. But was happy when he heard the end product.
1: Yeah, that's, and that's kind of interesting that Rob, you know, thinks of this as a grungy type thing. And and I think of it not as grungy. See, me and Rob have these disagreements. Well, a all you
0: guys disagree, but uh, yeah. you can you still know, be it, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still likes your beard anyway i hope he does yeah yeah well we saw him admiring it
1: certainly looking at it yeah but you know <laughs> i call it i call it fuzzy and i associate fuzzy sometimes with that psychedelic sound as well right yeah. so you know like i guess there's one thing follows after the other but
0: so yeah this is well i guess i already said but the earth and sun and moon with some extra dirt mm-hmm. in it the mm-hmm. song yeah
1: now I know you don't like it when I call drums dry, yeah. But kind of that That's papery, fine. that papery, um, dry you, you sound. You can just
0: call it dry. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it was the same sound in Real Thing. You hear, I'm hearing it again. That that uh-huh. kind of drum tone. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, Say Your Prayers is in B minor ah. again, and just like well, we've had that. Was it Breathe? That was all like in B. Yes. And so, then Redneck
1: and was all G minor. Or E, e minor. minor. That's yeah. right.
0: They're doing the and same she- trick on the four new songs on this album, where they're all either in B yeah. or in E minor. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this one's in B minor. This song starts off with a really distorted bass, kind of driving the song. Just like so many Earth, Sun, Moon songs were a bass, like the song was driven by bass, yeah, by that guy who doesn't know how to play bones
1: says the bass player. Where bass I player. have written down, you know, it's really evident <laughs> at the beginning these great drums that are happening. Man,
0: this these drums are just r- running this song. <laughs> Let's listen but, to a little yeah. <laughs> bit.
1: You're probably totally right. Yeah, bones gets the pickup note, yeah, so he, he starts get the song. Note, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Yeah, and then there's these guitars that just punctuate every so often now
1: but, are you talking about like these bruh, these shooting star kind of sounds
0: yeah there, there's some there's like all just kinds weird
1: of punctuation
0: yeah there's all kinds of neat little sounds like there's
1: one at uh 33 seconds let's play sure i'm really digging that
0: kind of stuff in this song in the brief of a man and those that you heard right after,
1: yeah. So like, there's the effect, and then yeah. there's the Martin so, coming in and just giving it a little bit of honky that's right. squonky,
0: honky squonkies. Yeah, the honky <laughs> the, squonkeys are back. We yeah. haven't heard about those for a while. I don't but know yeah, I assume that yes, Jim Jim just did the the, the, the falling star yeah. sound, and then and then yeah, Martin's honky squonk. <laughs> yeah, and then there's these big horns in the chorus it's almost like a oh, jazz yeah.
1: you get some nice horns backed up with a lot of that fuzziness that grunginess mm-hmm. were there any horns on redneck
0: i can't think of any so it's nice to have the horns back
1: again definitely nice to have the horns back
0: say your prayers for the future say your prayers for the past it might be rare. All we have. What the Oils do really well is the guitars are used sometimes very sparingly. They're willing to just come in and go. We see it when they play live. Mm-hmm. Rob's going almost all the time. Bones is going almost all the time, chugging away with the arm there. Yep. And Martin and Jim both come and go really nicely but it adds so much to the song to have them kind of come in and out adding this punctuation
1: you know the shooting star sound do you think that that's guitar do you think that's synth
0: i'd like to think that jim got his guitar to do that yeah but yeah maybe it's yeah
1: i'd like to think that it's the guitar doing that too and i'd like to think that it's nice to hear two guitars that are distinct enough that we can say, ah, oh, yeah, there's Jim doing his thing. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, there's Martin doing his thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's going on here.
1: A couple times, everybody just drops out. They do the silence trick again. Yeah. A I couple times they, in the song.
0: I think they sit at an extra bar at the end of the first verse before going into the second chorus. Or? Yeah,
1: around 2.20 and... and Rob gets the yeah, nice pickup into it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that false. Ma- it it also it goes from B minor to B major ah. for that false ending as well. So listen for that when that's around 218 yeah, where yeah. I have it.
1: Okay. Where they do that later in the song, at like 355. Remember how um, in Redneck I pointed out that really nasty symbol. That led into like some silence. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We've got some more nasty symbol here. Nice. Trashy. Yeah. Trashy symbol.
0: 345 has this descending bass line. It's a nice counterpoint to everything else going on in the song. The bass mm. decides to start walking out.
1: I come to you.
0: Did you hear it going down there? I
1: did. And then the... Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then smash. That's an awful sounding symbol. Yeah.
0: And I think they, uh, the drums get really filtered at the end. Did you hear that? Around four the four minute mark, the drums get squooshed and oh, okay. the, the whole thing gets really affected. Okay, let's listen to that. Filtered.
1: Did I hear the bass get squeezed in there too? Yeah,
0: and it's going yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Got a great big horn ending. do do It's kinda of like, almost like a power and the passion do it's like a mini version of the power and passion power and passion ending. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, I, I do too. It's it's cool how it's so grungy and noisy and it has these fun horns going on and Yeah. Yeah, it's a neat message. I think
1: Say Your Prayers could be my could be my favorite of the Of the four new ones. Yeah. 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 I haven't really thought about that.
0: Yeah. I think it probably is mine. I think this is actually not nearly veiled enough. I think some people have accused the song of being a little too.
1: It almost seems like a song that could have been written kind of as a, not a benefit or a, but like, you know, that kind of Australia for East Timor type (laughs) thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, independence just won't come to you. In the, in the brief beef. of a diplomat. Yeah. It's partly about how you got to fight for things. Yep. But also that in, in a way it's kind of think it's What do you think about that line?
1: I don't think that that's where they're going with it, but I, I totally would, get I would be surprised if they were. I think the idea behind that particular line is that the Indonesian government, yeah. who was ruling over that area of the island at the time was saying, "You know what? We've got, we've got a good solution for you. Trust us. You can, you can still have, it's kind of like, I guess I never thought about this before, but it's kind of like the whole Quebec separation thing, but like totally not like that. Cause yeah. it was like totally awful. But the idea that, yeah, you can be like your own, like unique independent area within our country, you're still under our control, but you know, you can feel a little bit better about what we're going to offer you here. This yeah. is, this is the independence well, no, independence is not going to come to you in the brief of the diplomat in this case.
0: Yeah. I got the cure for compassion fatigue. It, compassion Spent.
1: fatigue is a great... Yeah. Uh, is is that... Do you think that's something that they came up with that term?
0: Yeah. Like, I, I like that compassion fatigue yeah. line. Although the the rhyme of the spend a week with the Timarees, yeah. uh is what seems almost a little too bring back the poetry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But compassion fatigue is a good phrase yeah yeah
1: yeah. and the fact that it rhymes with timorese
0: yeah i think rob wrote the second line who wrote (laughs) somebody somebody set him up and then rob wrote that second line
1: they're just waiting for him here we're gonna we're gonna write fatigue yeah they set him up let's see what rob writes it's
0: it's like it's like a beautiful beautiful bowl he won't be able to resist set that up yeah yeah got the slips all set up there and
1: Oh, I see what you're doing. Rob's you're going for cricket.
0: six. Well, naturally, I would have used a baseball analogy. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm doing that. Yep. Set
1: them up for the one timer. Well, oh, I've
0: been walk- watching the Ashes. The Ashes. Oh, are the going Ashes. On, Darren. Yes,
1: yep. I know what the Ashes are. Don't tell me the Ashes is when Australia play England for the
0: special Ashes Cup. For the Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's- for the Ashes. Cu- I won the Ashes Cup. <laughs> i'm an idiot that's canadian awesome. no that's, that's awesome is, is no, it a, is it you are exactly right except, except they would never call them the ashes cup because they are the ashes is it like remains yeah it's like an urn yeah where they burn the bales from the stumps oh, okay when when australia I, I not, I not remains like... of a person yeah, that would be but it's like here lies english cricket when australia beat england right. somebody burned the bales you know those yeah. the little guys that sit on top yeah. of the stumps uh yeah. and collected the ashes put, put them in, in an urn, urn. there Here lies english yep. cricket that's and now awesome. they play, now they play for that
1: oh that's good yeah so who's winning this year well they, how long does it take to play the
0: ashes i i think it's well it's is it four i should know this it's either four or five test matches yep. each test yep. is up to five days wow yeah
1: Maybe this podcast will get out before the ashes. Yeah, before is over. the ashes.
0: <laughs> so what's going on? And the first game, England and Australia are roughly equal in this okay. first test. Cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so do you want to get into like the the East Timor crisis of '99 and, and what's going on? You can tell me whatever you want to alluded to it a little bit back there basically at this point in time um the eastern half of the island east timor was under indonesian rule um there was a uh, push for independence um there was a referendum boring history i'm 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 totally listening yeah the indonesian government said hey we'll we'll give you special concessions but we're still gonna be your dad and and make you do what we want to do and um, so, uh, there's like civil unrest, big uprising attacks from the anti independent, um, faction. So I guess this would be like the Indonesian supporters. Um, Australia played a big role in reestablishing, I don't even want to say reestablishing peace and keeping peace, but you know, like knocking this down and, and making it livable Brokering again. peace? Um, you no, know, like. Uh, what what do you call the Australian defense forces Yeah, like yeah their army went in there and and with their guns and said okay stop fighting Mm. Um, yeah so it was really nasty Um, but eventually East Timor did gain their independence this song is talking about uh, the conflict going on in East Timor and in the last verse I think you know um, it's even kind of asking either you know Australians to consider or us in the West, uh, to consider, um, our freedom speaking specifically about the absent master and the Island divided. Yes. That can apply to the Island there, but you know, it could also apply to Australia as an Island continent, um, an Island country. So yeah. Say your prayers. Nice and fuzzy. Uh, Jim Magini wrote that song. We were speculating Jim and Rob.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lyrically, like only jim gets credits
1: yeah just jim gets credit for this
0: one here interesting yeah well so, that's good so there I, you go. I apologize to anybody who is offended
1: all of us rob supporters
0: spirit of the age
1: let's listen to the very beginning yeah i don't think there's any bass at the very beginning of this song
0: yeah there isn't
1: there should be though it'd be better
0: Well, then the bass line starts totally walking all over.
1: Yeah. The pickup that Rob plays with the drums throws me off at the beginning every time because the pickup at the beginning of the song is different from the pickup that he uses right afterwards, which is a little bit more intuitive to me. So here's, here's the beginning of the song. Okay, so if you're counting one and two and three e and a four e and a, mm-hmm. the pickup is just the and a, yeah. and to me that doesn't seem to be enough of something for it, a pickup. It's
0: possible he did your your triple one yeah. and they chopped it in the studio.
1: It is possible.
0: Yeah, he yeah. might have played something better. E and a boom 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 yeah. boom boom boom. Or even boom, more. Boom, maybe he boom, played a. Maybe he was. smiling at them all with hitting the sticks for a whole bar or two before fine
1: you get two hits and then we're playing the song rob yeah and this song has i'm not sure if it's if it's loops um you know just coming off of redneck again where there was a lot of loops going on it sounds to me like there's almost like bongo sounding loops going through this song as well i never
0: noticed loops um that's funny because this song is so acoustic sounding. Yeah, it's extremely acoustic sound. It's almost un-oiled. And, and it's
1: more percussion based rather it than drum based. Yeah. Can I play a little bit? Oh, see yeah. if we can hear yeah. what I'm thinking of. So you heard the bongo-y sound. Oh, in there, I heard
0: right? the bongos, but For,
1: so, so I'm thinking is I'm actually hearing that almost as a loop. Not as oh. somebody playing it.
0: Oh, yeah. I I never would have thought. Yeah. It never occurred to me that could be a loop.
1: And I don't know that it is, but yeah. As I listen to it, I think, oh, this is just this is too regular, and maybe yeah. So I've been editing Redneck. Yeah, and you thinking have about just loops days and days ago, stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So that might be playing well, into that'd it be, as well. That'd
0: be really funny. I I just imagine Rob hit the bongos on another track after the fact. Sure. But that'd be funny if it was a loop. Yeah. Especially, it's just so, such an almost over the top, like having those bongos and stuff is just almost yeah. pushing this into... But
1: this song also has other weird, to go along with the redneck loops, it's also got kind of these weird, not mechanical generated sounds, but these whoop, these weird sounds throughout. it. Let me play a couple more yeah. of them, because okay. when, I listen, like when I was going for a walk listening to this... I was hearing sounds that sounded like my cell phone sending an email, like the sound that it makes when zoop, okay. when an email goes away. Wow. So listen, the sound is, is happening at one minute, and then again it happens at one o four. so we should be able to hear two of them coming in here. 747 landing on your
0: head. I'm just there's hearing like the bongos a, and there's stuff.
1: There's a zoop, 747 landing on your head, zoop.
0: Oh
1: okay. Try
0: yeah. try it again. Okay. Did you hear it that time? No. Okay. I am not hearing it. Oh wow. There's a zoop. Yeah. Zoop. It's it's quiet. Yeah, so I'll have to listen for that yeah, on so the headphones. Yeah, sometime. so
1: those kind of weird sounds and then um, there's the 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 percussive clink clank sound going on. Let me play an example of that one as well. I know. I don't think that those are. I always call them claves. They might be clavees. Yeah, something claves, like that. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. So I don't think that those are claves It sounds to me like another generated, yeah, kind of like, loopy sound. Yeah,
0: claves are like these sticks that are yeah, kind of like drumsticks. Yeah, that you hit together, kind of like drumsticks, but they're much more resonant, musical. Yeah. Like they're much more yeah.
1: pitched. They're usually of a of a, a thicker and yeah. harder wood. Yeah. to yeah to get a pitch yeah
0: yeah well you found well, that's a whole bunch of stuff i didn't notice at all that's funny um i like this this has a real a walking baseline mm-hmm. uh walking meaning like it, the the baseline is moving from note to note like up uh, from chord to chord through a kind of a scale um and that's not all that common on oil songs, so it's kind of an unusual bass line. Yeah, just as soon as the bass line comes in uh, after that intro. So, it's, yeah, it's going boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah, yeah yep. walking around. Kind of like it's on stairs from height to height. <laughs> uh, for-
1: oh, so less of a, a walking, more of a climbing or descending? Or are these those stairs that kind of go up and down yes. at the same time. Yeah,
0: it's it's a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at forty seconds, there's these huge harmonies in the core. Like everybody yeah. in the band is going to sing. Yeah. Sing along, everyone. I know. Yeah, I know. Hey, isn't that great? Yeah, it's a like it's, four, it's all like all four voices. It sounds Just, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And even them singing, yeah, it's like that's a whole bar worth of that, isn't it? They hold that chord like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's some nice slidey bass around 50 seconds. Bones is having fun little turnarounds there. And then you might as well keep playing through because there's the Cronky organ. Listen for the the Cronky organ. It just does this nice little fill. that's an awesome little fill oh yeah for sure and and it's like what like two seconds of it
1: that's <laughs> all you need yeah
0: <laughs> i love that organ
1: let me play you uh 220 yeah and you tell me if i'm hearing like a slide guitar oh, yeah, those, those bendy
0: of. guitars i yeah. love that okay
1: good yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like bent chords
0: or slid yeah, chords, eh? Yeah, it, it's pretty neat, because I don't think it's a pedal steel. It might be a pedal steel. Yeah, but, it doesn't have that
1: sound, though, right? But eh? it's
0: missing that sound. Yeah. So maybe with enough guitar effects, yeah, it's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, to me, it almost sounds like a dive, like when you do the whammy bar yeah. dive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this song has a legit guitar solo going on. We're not getting a lot of guitar solos lately. What did we hear yeah. there?
1: We just heard something, but before we before we go back and listen to what we just heard there because yeah. we both heard that. yeah, that's not weird enough to be Jim. So this is Martin just doing his his thing probably
0: probably let's let's say it's Martin.
1: yeah because yeah. we ne- we don't give Martin enough credit.
0: We've heard that.
1: I'd like to make a conscious effort to appreciate Martin more. yeah so I'm going to appreciate Martin through whoever played this guitar solo (laughs) well it almost sounded like there's like i don't i don't think it was a twin guitar solo in there but what do you call that like double stopping or something like you're playing a a guitar solo normally it happens on one string but then he's bringing in two strings yeah and there's a
0: there was a nice chord in there that was like full more than one string probably three or four strings but yeah what did we just hear there
1: we so. we think we heard somebody talking, so we're going to give it a listen yeah. again. Yeah.
0: Voodoo. Yeah, it's somebody making some noise. Funny little thing. Yeah. Who knows? And then yeah, I know. Uh, almost sounds like a country song all of a sudden, even though yeah, this is and as corny as the song starts off with, like the bongos. And then the walking bass line, which is kinda cool but kinda corny, mm-hmm. the bongos. Come on, eh, bongos. But then that guitar solo is actually pretty noisy and gritty. Yep. And then when they all sing this But
1: it's it like it almost has a little bit of that country or surfy kind yeah, of sound to it.
0: It does have a bit of that because of the slideys and yep. stuff, yeah. And then at two thirty
1: 230... And because and because it's it's lower in pitch like it's not a high mealy mealy squealy squealy it's like it's it's pitched lower yeah which is another surfy kind of country yeah it's that's
0: right it's like a baritone guitar like these a guitar that's tuned lower yeah at 237 this is the last music thing i want to say yeah that this one of these final yeah i knows just really sounds country to me
1: Yeah, I can definitely hear Bones doing his thing way up there and Rob.
0: Yeah. So I think that's it for musical. So I don't know what to think of that song musically. I'm kind of all over the map. Like it's, it's like, it's fun and yet it's kind of corny, but it's got some cool things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm confused by that song, guys. Confused musically. Yeah. I'm musically confused. You're musically conflicted. I guess I am conflicted. Yeah. I feel like they placed that song there though, because it's a bridge. From the heavier, the more noisy first two songs transitioning us into the acoustic stuff.
1: Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. And they do something that they've done a lot before. They end the song, like at least on the last couple albums. And when I say a lot before, I mean once or twice.
0: Yeah. By a lot, I mean, yeah.
1: They drop the tambourine at the end.
0: Lyrically, I think um, poetically, Mm -hmm. this has lots of great lines in it. I actually like this song. Knock it out. Uh, every once in a while, there's an oil song that just really captivates me lyrically. Yeah, like they're, they're You know, none of them are bad, but yeah, but some of them just really stand out.
1: I wonder if this is a. It is. Yeah, it's a Majini Garrett song.
0: Yeah. So there you go. You're getting it, it your poetry in there, right? Doesn't yeah. It, eh? Yeah. I didn't even look that up, and I wonder if it's like every time I really like the lyrics. It's Jim and Pete doing a a team up.
1: Isn't it neat how, you know, spending time this year, going through everything chronologically and taking note of, you know, not just music, but lyrics and who's writing it. Like at at this point, we're taking notes of of who's writing it. Like we're starting to be able to pull this stuff out now. Yeah. Finally, after how many decades (laughs) of listening to the Oils? We really got to go back to like the Blue Meanie and start again and give all those albums their due so that we can after we've done this for like eight months now, maybe we can pick out some more stuff. Yeah, and... we,
0: we probably should do the first few over again. I, I know it's a... Yeah. Yeah, it's work, but...
1: Well, even even just listening to them again
0: and, and having
1: taken a look and, and thinking, yeah. okay, who's writing this? You know.
0: There's an SOS of real distress. Love those internal rhymes. We know you love some internal rhymes. Baby tears at the best address. Yeah. Ambulance chasers won't confess, sun comes up and you're stuck. The, the ones, ones and the zeros. zeros are flushing your pores. Tell me what you think that's about. It's a, it's another, just like Earth, sun and moon was full of references to technology yeah. contrasting. So, yeah. so maybe everybody knows that the ones and the zeros, that's referring binary. to binary. Yeah. The language and, of computers. The language of computers. My language. Yeah. The ones and the zeros.
1: Yeah. Are flushing your pores. It's like... Like, you're not outside letting the wind and the surf clean your skin or whatever. You're not even just having a shower. You just (laughs) sit in front of your computer.
0: They're making fun of me again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you've been flamed in the dark and you're feeling sore. So that's interesting. Like, for this to have been written around 2000, I don't know, like... Is this already referring to like online existence and to...
1: flamed in the dark like flame wars. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wonder. So yeah, I really like that line. Uh, Another great one. The drip feed rattle lures the innocent cattle. Yeah. It's it's internal rhymes. It's the rhythm of it. The drip feed cattle. Yeah.
1: Man. I was thinking about you when I was oh. listening to that line too, because I know that you, you like the redneck wonderland, the drip feed lottery. Yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. just using that.
0: But karma is a boomerang and here mm-hmm. it comes again. Yeah. Yeah. Another, uh, good rhyme. And has anybody ever said that karma is a boomerang before? Like
1: if somebody was to say it, it'd <laughs> yeah. probably be an Australian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the few blue singlets at the garage sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was cheering at the treasures they were clearing. For whatever reason anyway i just love this song this is the best lyrics since it Was the best was it great gibber playing that i just loved I on so, yeah. yeah if we if we get time and energy to do kind of like a recap of everything one thing i'd like to do is name my favorite lyrics sure from every like choose yeah. my top one yeah top top one <laughs> this is my top one list
1: otherwise known as your favorite <laughs> <laughs> the top one list. Is it's the one. Bargain Basement David Letterman show.
0: Oh, the top one list. I like that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Spirit of the Age, not musically my favorite. I, yep. I think I would give that to, while well, we're not done. Yep. While
1: we're still talking about lyrics. Yes. The desperate fictions, some say. They're in
0: my book. Yes. Howl of the dashboard, Culture That Shook.
1: When I listen to that. I was thinking, they use that term "desperate fiction" somewhere else. Oh, and so I was I was scouring the, the databases looking for it, and and they don't use it somewhere else. But the structure, like the rhythm of that line, makes me think of another song. And it, there's no payoff to this story at all. So <laughs> I'll just make it. It quick. reminds
0: me of the song that I can't. I don't know.
1: But no, another oil song, and I traced it back, and it reminded me of king of the mountain really? up ghost prairie mountains of sunset and space down the world at a familiar place.
0: Oh yeah. You know, what?
1: the rhythm, that's the actually... meter of that line yeah. reminds me a lot of, so when I was listening to this, I was, I was saying, where have they used desperate fiction before? And they haven't, but it was, it was that line up yeah. ghost prairie mountains.
0: I was going to say, that's actually the good part of king of the mountain. That's the part I like
1: who wrote king of the mountain. I wonder, we got to look it up now.
0: Oh, it's totally
1: a... Oh, King of the Mountain is Hearst Magini.
0: Yeah, well, Jim I wrote that last little bit I like there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get okay. In trouble. Okay, so what's this song about? You have, like, no drums set up now.
1: I have the electronic drum set up.
0: Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your good but kit yeah, is well, piled up. Yeah,
1: my wife was... Uh, <laughs> give me a hard time a few weeks ago she posted on facebook yes
0: i saw that you you, she you had there's no
1: room in my basement for anything because darren had three kits set up in the basement (laughs) so So, yeah i've got the nice kit stacked in the corner i've got the the really awesome telestar tama telestar from like the late 70s early 80s electronic kit stacked over there
0: is that safe piling all that stuff on your kick drum like that on Um, the skin is, it's is, not
1: ideal. You don't want to, you don't want to store it like that forever, but yeah, it'll be okay.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Is that the same exercise machine that's been there? Have you had that for a long time? That, yeah, that we've walk, had that for whatever years. Whatever you want to call it. Okay. That or, walking machine? Walking machine. Yeah. Walking base machine. Walking yes, base The machine. Uh, up and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Spirit of the Age, isn't this just Redneck Wonderland again? Thematically? Yeah. Thematically?
1: I'm thinking it's a you reap what you sow type
0: song. Yeah. Right? Wait, did we just not when we were talking about song titles and album names?
1: Oh yeah, Redneck there, there's Wonder- is Redneck Wonderland, I suppose. Yeah, so that it, album named after the song.
0: Yeah, but it's funny that they never did that before, and that's like Redneck Wonderland, real thing. If yep. we're really going to include it, which we are, which we are, and Capricornia, Capricornia. they decide, but but they had never yeah. done that before.
1: So you can delete the tweets that yeah. you sent, you know, half an hour ago.
0: Yes. Now we've corrected ourselves. Actually, on that.
1: please don't delete the tweets.
0: Yeah, we just desperate for any <laughs> tweets. Please, anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, is there anything to add? It's kind of like what what comes around.
1: What goes around comes around. Karma around. is a boomerang. Yeah, you reap what you sow.
0: Yep. And the spirit of the age is pretty lousy.
1: I think so. And here
0: it is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. here it is. It's come home.
1: The hens have come home to roost. The roosters have come home to roost. <laughs> to, to hen. <laughs>
0: Okay, so do you really want to skip to the last song?
1: No, let's let's do it in order or oh, in order. Okay, let's, let's let's go. Let's go through Feed and Frenzy and all those okay, songs. Okay, so
0: we're we're gonna move faster through these acoustic songs. Yeah, we're
1: just gonna like hit maybe one or two highlights. Yeah, we love all the songs. Yeah, um, so, I think we've said earlier that I've said earlier I really like the acoustic treatment of the ten nine eight songs. Yes. but yeah, I I like the acoustic the unplugged treatment of all these songs i really like this album yeah yeah
0: yeah i I do a lot too so feeding frenzy is great like it is i i love the groove that they go go here
1: welcome to our lounge room all right
0: yeah (laughs) that's right So, on the interview disc, uh, Jim or somebody said that this is a real Booker T style. Oh, yeah. You know, Booker, Booker T Booker and the T. MGs? Yeah. So, you got this classic rhythm and blues. So, it's Jim on the organ and you got Chris going on the piano. That's the Chris Abram mm-hmm. uh, going for it on the piano. And it's really, really going. Everybody's a cat. That's what Pete said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's a cat Yeah. trying to be funky. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yep, um, my two little notes here where there's a nice little drum fill at the very beginning and a nice piano solo, 515 to the end of the song.
0: Yeah, that piano solo, this is, Chris has super fast hands. And so, Have, yeah,
1: I want to know, is this Jim or Chris doing this? Well, this is Chris. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I I might dare to say that Jim can't do this kind of crazy stuff that Chris does. Okay. I, but maybe, I don't know if I'll get hate for that or whatever.
1: I hate you already.
0: Yeah. Chris has got super fast hands. That's and I've the seen...
1: sound of me deleting you on Facebook.
0: <laughs> Did you unfriend me again? No, I'm joking. Yeah. But, but you don't delete people you... Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. You don't delete
0: them. I deleted I, you. On I Facebook. deleted you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Grandma.
1: The piano solo. Yes. Yeah, so... Oh, Chris's fast hands and Jim's yeah, his, his hands ineptitude. are so fast. You were telling us oh, how... Oh, yeah, Jim's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then.
0: Sorry, you were you were starting to say.
1: Yeah, you were you were trying to yeah. tell us about how awful Jim was.
0: <laughs> no, I was not. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris has these super fast hands, and it sounds it sounds like there's an echo effect on his piano playing, but there isn't. It's mm. like he's doing that with his hands. Right on. He's playing the note, and then like on the short memory piano solo, we're yeah. getting to that. But yep. but based on me seeing him perform that, yeah manually. Yeah. It's like I'm sure he's also doing the same thing here. Nice. Yeah. So And there's just this nice long intro with the bass really holding it down. I am sure the drums or something are something they're
1: doing. That that was my first comment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um yeah. So anyway, Feeding Frenzy, yep. Great Groove, lots great of fun. Great Groove,
1: love the song anyway. Yeah. yeah, lots of fun. Tell me the truth. Another song recorded at the Metro in 94. Yeah. The Second Earth Sun and Moon choice. And the Second Majini Garrett choice from these uh, unplugged songs.
0: Okay. And do you notice that the crowd is cheering at the beginning of this song? Yeah. Do you know why they're cheering in particular? It kind of goes on for a while.
1: No. They continue I, I to know. cheer. Blind, no reason for anger.
0: Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell That took a little while to get to the point there. Mm-hmm. But but it's, you know, how they, like, why yeah. are they cheering? Yeah. But they, they asked on the interview disc. So it's like Martin and Jim are there playing the guitars, starting yeah. the song. Then Pete walks on. There's one cheer for him as he oh, starts okay. the sing. Yeah. Then it sounds like Rob walks on and yeah. or Bones. Yeah. Uh, and then joining in the harmonies. Yeah, yeah. And that's why there's another big cheer. because nice. So they're just coming in bit yeah. by bit okay i wonder are... if this
1: was like the opener or it, like an encore
0: it, yeah it was probably the opener but yeah.
1: yeah yeah nice i also had the really strong harmonies at 220 probably bones but or it could have been rob's other voice remember how we were talking about rob's other voice like his ghostwriters yeah kind of thing can i just play a quick 220 yeah. and then you can tell me i know we don't want to spend a ton of time no But let me just except on the things
0: you're interested in. Why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me the truth about you? Okay. Too low for bones? And there was another cheer there, wasn't there? Yeah. Okay, so what I think happened is that one we heard was bones bones coming, joining the harmony.
1: Rob comes in.
0: And that's why we finally hear the drums at the end of the song. Gotcha. Rob was off stage for like two and a half minutes. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask you about um, the piano solo. Um, You're talking about Chris playing piano. So who's soloing here? Is this Jim soloing on the keys here because he's not playing guitar? Maybe Martin's just strumming away on the
0: acoustic? On the interview disc, they said both Martin and Jim are playing acoustic guitars at the beginning together.
1: At the beginning.
0: Yeah, but that's right. Jim may yeah. go. Okay. So I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me the truth. It's, it's nicely done.
1: Yeah, it is. The Dead Heart. Yes. Here's our first Diesel song. Okay, as far as breakdowns of songs from albums go, we only get two Diesel songs on this album. Yeah. We get four from Earth and Sun and Moon, which makes sense because the, the, so- the recordings the are from the Earth, Sun and Moon era. Yeah. Only one Blue Sky Mining song. Yeah. And three from 1098.
0: On the interview disc, they say this is as much about geography as politics. They brought Charlie McMahon yeah. on to do the didgeridoo. Yep. The way Charlie plays with that rhythm and the didge brings the sense of place. I think it was Jim saying this, that he feels like they're they're back yeah. out there yeah. when, when he hears the didgeridoo being played like that. Once the song gets going, it's kind of unremarkable to me compared to so many we've heard the dead heart so much during this tour and yeah. everything, but having the didgeridoo that opening mm-hmm. is what really makes this version special. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, and you can hear the crowd even way back in the nine doing the doo doos, doing the doo doos, doing the doo doos, but it's, it's amusing to me. The dead heart wasn't much of a big deal to me back in the day, back in the day. I think in Australia, the dead heart was a much bigger hit. Yeah and beds not so much yeah and here in canada it was the opposite where yeah. Deadheart wasn't that big a deal and
1: it, yeah like it wasn't a big deal that we didn't have the single like the 12 inch single in our collection until this year
0: that's right i think it's only been the last year that we've really felt oh you know what Deadheart's like a really major thing yeah Okay, Uh, Tin Legs and Tin Mines. Mm
1: -hmm. Giffo getting a little bit of love in the credits, getting a little bit of cashola, because he's got a writing credit on this one.
0: Oh, so a bit of extra. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. He would get Yeah. Yes. I guess Tin Legs and Tin Mines is a song that they hadn't performed for a long time. Live so when they went to go and do it. Yeah. When it's a song Pete doesn't have an immediately in his memory, mm. that makes him go seek, you know, look up the words again, yeah. figure out the song, and then he takes a fresh view of sure. or, or remembers why oh, did they okay. write yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so that. is
1: that why we have some lyric changes in this one probably?
0: Yeah, like so he really felt that this song really shines on this album. Yeah. I think because it's one we don't hear so often. Yeah and just the way they approached it.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering about this one and and short memory and then maybe even US Forces is a a great example of it. But like uh synth lines that are played on guitar. And yeah, we'll probably get that in in US Forces. Yeah. But the way that the song starts yes. on the acoustic with that lead <laughs> that lead guitar line on the acoustic it's just i really like that a whole lot yeah. like it just pulls me right into it i'm so glad to be hearing that riff again
0: i really like the bass playing on this song mm-hmm. to uh at the end of each line the bass does cool stuff Of course, that's originally Giffo's lines, mm-hmm. uh, and Bones doing a nice job with them.
1: I'm going to play you um, about the two minute and 20 second mark, mm-hmm. and you tell me what's missing here. Okay. Okay? You're going to listen for something that's not here. Okay. That's going to make it extra hard.
0: I'm going to wait till they knock on my door. And I'm going to wait till they dig up the floorboards. What did you find was missing there? Well, the bass is supposed to be going doom doom during that part. Right.
1: This is also where the knock, knock.
0: Oh, there's a the little knock, 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 knock.
1: Which, who's our friend who was in Minneapolis. He had the, the 1098 suit from Australia.
0: Bruce.
1: Bruce. <laughs> of course it was Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Good day, Bruce. Yeah. That Bruce was telling us about. He was pointing out in the, in the, one of the songbooks. It explains where that knock, knock comes from. Somebody was closing the bathroom door. Yeah, because Rob was recording in the bathroom. (laughs) Why are you recording in bathroom? We've got a good studio here. And so somebody closes the door, and you get what I was calling the knock knock on the door. At that point, you know, it just it just fits in perfectly. So they keep it. Yeah, that's missing from this. Yeah, and it's just such an important part of the song. Yeah, and as I was listening to this, thinking, oh, where's the knock knock? Even the line that comes after that. I'm going to wait till I dig up the floorboards. Mm-hmm. I wonder, and it just must be serendipitous that that knock-knock came in there. But digging up the floorboards, the knock-knock, is it makes me think of Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart, that beating heart. So here's Darren going off on a stupid tangent that really doesn't have anything to do with the song. Okay. The guy commits a murder and buries the guy under, under his house, and the floorboards are over yeah. top of it. And he's just racked with guilt and he can hear this heart beating, beating, beating under the floorboards. And I think he eventually confesses to it. But it's just all in his mind that he hears the heart beating under yeah. the floorboards. That just kind of made me think of that. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, and towards the end, what, what were the lyric changes? Because Pete adds his, yeah. can you really get a fix on it? Yeah.
1: And I think that's what I was thinking of.
0: Okay. And and that fits in with one of my weird obsessions. Oh yeah, Can like you get a fix on it.
1: As far as like sending and receiving yeah. signals and stuff like yeah. that goes. Yeah. yeah,
0: so it's another, yet another. Like I, I don't think it's just my obsession. I think some of the oils boys sure. are really into that. Yeah. that idea. Okay, great
1: song. think short memory might be my favorite of the unplugged songs okay. in this set yeah. it's just a really awesome lead acoustic guitar riff i brought down the the guitar here for you tonight if you want to play us anything tonight you got anything you want to play for us
0: <laughs> sorry darren i did not prepare oh. any any guitar parts for us. how about you
1: well i was working on the riff for short memory but you know i play the
0: drums when i was listening to this with rihanna we were talking about this awesome piano solo during Short Memory. And we said, this boy, at about 3.30, yeah. there's this super fast piano solo. And Rhiannon and I said, that's kind of like Flight of the Bumblebee. And then on the interview disc, yeah, yeah. Jim is saying, yeah, and Chris is doing his Flight of the Bumblebee thing. Nice. And, yeah. Oh, and this has this great long acoustic guitar solo as well at 2.40. Anyway, the middle of the song is full of instrumental
1: yeah yeah Jim's got like uh it's like a solo with a riff but okay so this is 330 for the the
0: flight of the bumblebee piano I have seen the video of him playing this yeah he's just kind of like karate chop chop? yeah I was wondering it when you were doing the actions before yeah yeah, ah, he's neat. doing like this karate chop to play it that fast. Right
1: on. We were talking about the the guitar solo around 240. That's more of that kind of Middle Eastern it style playing. It is that playing. Middle Eastern style that flamenco fl-
0: you know the fl- <laughs> the middle
1: eastern <laughs> <laughs> flamenco the gypsy you know whatever that you know that that scale is used in yeah. different
0: cultures yeah the psalms gets heavy after the piano solo's over and that does this drop out where it's just drums yeah and the acapella. breakdown yeah it's a nice the breakdown, breakdown at, yeah.
1: at 420 with, yeah is that rob on the vocals there too
0: i think so Well done, Rob. Yeah. Okay. So, short Memory. Great song.
1: My favorite, I think. Cool. I'm going to say, that's my favorite one. And why at not? Least, at least from the Unplugged. Yeah. In oh. the Valley.
0: Yeah, In the Valley. So apparently it was Bones who suggested just do it on the piano. Okay. Because this song is just piano.
1: Yeah. And remember when we were doing Screamin' Blue live? i think you were thinking of this version of
0: yeah this is i got sidetracked by this yeah that's right yeah yeah so this this is a fantastic version uh it's piano uh and then jim does play the harmonium later that's him coming in towards the end there's this kind of nice organy very reedy organ Uh, rather than the pipe organ yeah yeah because you know pipe organs are hard to move around they are yeah I don't see too many around like this.
1: Oh, no. yeah. yeah, it sounds just, like a reedy, pumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful song. We already know that we love this song.
0: Yeah, and there's this at the end of the song, there's this silence and then the applause. Yeah. But there's like this little, when it ends, it's just, and then the cheer. Yeah we and, do
1: have our moments uh, of emotional our,
0: of emotional truth. truth in the valley is about pete mm-hmm. and his family going right back to his grandfather his parents losing both of his parents and part of, and the valley being a uh, a reference to a psalm in yeah. the bible
1: walking through the valley of the shadow of death yeah
0: yeah and so where pete finds pete finds support some peace there yeah. Peace, yeah yeah in the valley another winner
1: blue sky mine this might be jim playing the prominent organ bits and chris filling in on piano where needed
0: oh almost certain yeah
1: yeah good good because there's a really nice organ and guitar solo so that would mean jim's playing the organ that would and martin's guitar on the guitar Yeah. yeah and then a little drum fill uh with the harmonica solo happening towards that yeah can I can I just play a little bit of the guitar solo, we'll get a little bit of harmonica, we'll get a little bit of drum solo, and then you can tell me yeah. everything else that you like about this song. Those drums,
0: yeah. So, man, they were all freaking out there pretty good, eh? Yeah, that was a great harmonica solo and funkiness. There was all the, kinds of oh, fun yeah. stuff going bon, on there, bon. yeah. Love it. There are kind of a few things to say about this. Oh, well,
1: kind okay. of tell me a few things.
0: I will, I will tell you kind of about some of the things, sort of. So, the interview on the interview disc, uh, the interviewer asked, like, so. How this harmonica thing get started? Well,
1: like, where did you pick yeah, up the like, harmonica? Well, well, yeah,
0: and like, what's with the harmonica? Not How... like,
1: why did you play harmonica in this song this time? Yeah, yeah I normally no, do. Yeah, I
0: always do. That's <laughs> kind of what the song is. Yeah, um but yeah, they they mentioned that Pete's been playing harmonica since No Reaction way mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. when. But why did he start playing it? it? Was because when they were doing their prog rock stuff in their early days, he get bored. Because they would have these super long solos where oh, he yeah. got, had nothing to do. Ah. So he started grabbing a harmonica and yeah. just jamming on He said, shut up, Pete. I if yeah. he'd try to play on top of them all the time. <laughs> but but apparently he'd mess around with that yeah. while they were going on and on and on with their, their guitar solos. And that he mentioned a guy, Peter Ipswich, taught him to play. Hmm. But I never did look up that Peter Ipswich, if he's just somebody of note or just a friend of theirs yeah. or what. Hmm. Yeah. Okay amusingly Blue Sky Mine they are playing it in d minor do you remember me mentioning this on for Blue Sky Mine it was actually an e flat minor like a okay. semitone higher yeah and i theorized that they had written the song in d minor and then jim realized Boy, this riff is way too much like progress, oh, which yeah. is also in D minor. Yeah, you're
1: talking about like, but it's just like either much faster and much slower than progress. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's not identical, but yeah. it just feels, yeah. it's got oh, a yeah. lot of similarities. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like Jim thought, oh, D minor, oh, you know, like he realized yeah. that progress is the same. Okay, guys, we're just going to keep, we're just bringing this up a half. Yeah. But for playing it live, they brought back down to D minor here interestingly there you go and maybe by that time jim had felt no the songs stand on their own nobody's yeah. going to think yeah and I, I really like jim's organ playing on this it's mm-hmm. lots of fun yeah that's about all there is to say about loose Sky mind u.s
1: forces they've got to have something plugged in during this song right? yeah at at the beginning like there's something going on with okay you know how there was like these synth or these orchestra hits they're trying to recreate them at the beginning and it sounds like they've got something going on like maybe rob's just got one of his pads hooked up to a sound or something
0: yeah there's something going on so i i think jim is adding a single keyboard note yeah at the end of There's, each of there, those there
1: is something there yeah
0: like the the bass is doing this <laughs> doom, 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 yep. thing and then of course martin's
1: playing strumming yeah, through the, there the
0: prominent strums that are it must be jim just yeah
1: ping. at 218 the acoustic is playing this line is it a guitar line that it's playing or is it a synth line that it's playing Play- Do you remember if that's yeah. guitar, or if that's keys? I, I'm
0: almost positive that's keys and yeah. original. So yeah, they transfer that. Yeah, it's, it's a funny mix of move stuff around yeah. so it works, and it does work. Yeah, and I it, like it. Isn't it bizarre how it, it turns into this blue? Well, I guess the original had ding, that ding, weird blue
1: like the really chunka 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 guitar type stuff. Yeah, and right do those
0: chromatic slides? Uh, oh, at
1: the very end. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's like four or five different. Things that Martin does there—it's like okay, this is not weirdness of Jim. It's—it's it's kind of like Martin's rock and roll, trying to bust out some some squealies with the acoustic On guitar the acoustic at the end guitar. Yeah. yeah. Should we just listen to the end? Where Where Far out. now that last one could totally be a jim thing eh?
0: you know what i i hate to say it guys but i think jim is doing all those really cool ridiculous things i think he is because there's there's another guitar there yeah and so martin's playing the straight man as as he usually does yeah yeah sorry guys but pretty sure that's how it went but yeah it's it's like over the top it's a lot of fun yeah thumbs up to bones because gifo made all kinds of cool bass lines for this song and bones does a really good job uh with them during the intro there's all those nice descending lines and then i love that alternating it goes to like a doon 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 doom. this alternating bass line pretty mm-hmm. simple it's nothing new It's just the awesome part of the original song. Right. And Bones is doing a great job. And I also want to say Bones has a really good acoustic bass guitar tone, which Mm. might be just, he has a good instrument, but also how he plays it and how it's rigged up and everything. It's not easy to play one of those acoustic bass guitars and get a nice sound out of it. They're, they're temperamental instruments, Mm. but Bones really has it down. Okay. Yeah. So that's it for US forces. Warakerna. Yeah.
1: The second of the MTV recordings. Yes. So the last two that we're gonna get, Warakerna and Truganini are done in New York.
0: Rob remembers this being especially hair raising in New York.
1: What does he mean by hair raising? He really had the feels as the he was feel. singing it? He had
0: the feels. It's
1: interesting that he should say that because I didn't hear I didn't get to that part on the interview disc yeah. but I was thinking Rob is singing and I couldn't even put my finger on how I thought that he was singing. I wrote down sternly, but he's definitely feeling singing with like some, either angst or power or something going on. It especially when he's got the the some people lines.
0: Yeah, those really stand out.
1: And we don't leave some people.
0: Return. Yeah, there's oh, that, return. that, and and that's yeah. Is
1: that Rob doing that too? I think I that's think? Rob. Yeah. So a lot of passion,
0: nearly screaming. That yeah, return, yeah. Right? It, yeah. His
1: voice is definitely breaking on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the hair-raising bit, I guess that that's he's right. talking about. And that whole, definitely comes through.
0: Yeah, and that whole sing-along. They're actually just singing in unison, I think, at that point. But okay. it's so strong, eh? like, yeah. It's just this guy's singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pete really pronounces. Uh, on the law is carved in granite mm-hmm. he really puts that r at the end of law law yeah i noticed the, that the, too. Lar, the, lar. the lar is yeah towards the end uh i love how the piano comes in uh the piano is very strong in rhythm and that does these little descending lines so note the rhythm the strong rhythm of it and then these little descending lines
1: That's good stuff. I like them. And the bass is just pounding
0: away there oh, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Truganini. They're saying oil stuff sits both in and out of its time. So there's the immediate politics going on in Truganini, mm-hmm. and then there's the historical part of it, too. Sure. I think it was Pete saying you shouldn't let the politics of the country affect your hearing of the song too much. This idea that when they go revisit old oil songs, like, again, this would be even more relevant today. Mm-hmm. When they go and play these old songs about particular things, should people be depressed that they're still relevant? Like right. they wrote this song, what has changed, right? Sure. Yeah, and Pete was saying the guitars have got dirtier, the convictions have got deeper. Uh, don't get too frustrated when nothing changes. Keep at it, I guess he's saying... Hmm. musically i think there's the auto harp so it's probably jim strumming it again
1: martin's just peeling off that acoustic riff there yeah
0: they're because they're they're playing it faster in the album and to do it on acoustic acoustic guitars are slower than electric guitars yeah heavier strings so you can't
1: brush through them and move through them as quickly
0: that's right so it's impressive when they rip through things on it
1: Quite impressive, yeah. I have written at 208. Jim's riff, Martin's chords, Chris piano.
0: I'm sure, yeah.
1: Kind of makes me think, okay, maybe that's Jim playing the riff, oh. and Martin playing <laughs> the Martin playing the chords.
0: How many times are we going to pour? I like how you start every guitar comment with Martin does this. I don't know that he did it that time. No, I know. it's yeah. The oils would not be who they are without him. Even if Jim does a bit more of the flashy stuff. yeah. Martin's holding things down, and he's doing it really well, too. Speaking of Martin, Wedding Cake Island is like the most played oils song. On radio. On radio. Yeah. Like today. In Australia. Yeah. Wayne Cake Island is being played all the time still because, like, every weather report uses it. Every, like, they're just always using it.
1: So there's your unplugged acoustic Metro MTV set.
0: Yeah. So that that Truganini sounded rougher to me. Yeah. Uh, I was just commenting that. Did it sound more rough and live than some of the other? Some of the songs sounded so... um, they still sound live, but they sounded so well. It's polished and... And you know what? It
1: could be that you've got all the Metro songs, then you've got In the Valley, done in New York, which is mostly piano. Yeah. And then you've got War Kerna, where you, you Rob was saying, you know, it was the hair raising, and you can really hear the passion behind it. And then the only other one is Truganini. So maybe it just maybe it's just sounding a little bit different because different environment, different recording. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it was a bit rougher. Who knows? Yeah. Yep. The last of the diggers,
0: last of the and moving on to our final song The Last
1: of the Diggers. Who wrote this one, Robin?
0: It's so melancholy.
1: This is getting back to the wistful, bittersweet Rob lyrics that we know and I love.
0: So it, is this a Rob one?
1: This is Rob. Yeah. yeah.
0: Totally imagine that. Classic um,
1: Rob songwriting, I think.
0: Jim said it's a very melancholy song, Passing of History. Yeah. Uh, it fit the band very well, Jim says. And as far as he remembered, they went to the studio. Just knocked it out. It and just it was totally, yeah, it was just done. Like no yep. time at all. What key is it in?
1: Uh, B? Or? G. No. E minor. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's another E minor The relative so, minor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the other, it's the other E minor song. So Darren. Yeah. Who are the Diggers?
1: Oh, the Diggers. Yeah. I, I think I kind of had a handle about what this was about just from listening to the song, but I looked it up. Yeah. Just to be sure. Um, apparently Digger is Australian slang for soldier. Yeah. So being a Rob song, talking about soldiers... Um, even the lyrics talking about soldiers directly in that first verse. Yeah. I think, you know, the diggers are, I think in this case, you know, um, either World War One or, or Second World War soldiers. I think the song in general is talking about the generation that's dying off and and who's going to replace them. First verse. Sorry, I'm just kind of getting into the whole no, song. You If I rip Go through the for song. It. First verse, I think, is talking about, you know, these soldiers who fought for peace and are marching for peace. They're dying off. That generation is gone. Second verse, uh, the saint of the gutter, Mother Teresa. Oh. Yeah, Mother Teresa was called uh, the saint of the gutter, or the gutters, taking care of the poor. Uh, She had died uh, just in the years prior to the song being written. And again, talking about, we sure need a stone age. Yeah. I I think that's kind of referring to, we've got these old people with their old ways of thinking, perhaps dying off, but Rob's saying, we, we need more of these type of people to come up and to come through in the next generation to do these good things, to fight and march for peace, to take care of the poor and the downtrodden and the slums um, in the coming century that as we're turning into the new, uh, the new millennium even um, in 2000 when this was, was being written and recorded. I think that's what this is getting at with the song. Okay. And to me, that really fits into a Rob Hurst kind of writing, oh, you know, yeah. the kind of things that he would be writing about. So these dinosaurs, these old people are, are dying off, but we could sure need, we sure need some more of, of this kind of stone age stuff going on.
0: So do you think he's turning an insult around? Like would people maybe yeah talk yeah. about like, oh, you're from the stone age yeah. as an insult? Yeah. And yeah he's I think we, so. I think so. There's something being lost there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. A couple of references that, that helped me with that was the, uh, was, was it Sulin Bay? sulva bay sulva bay yes yeah so that's or where Sul-
0: sulva bay? sulva bay yeah s-u-l-v-a
1: i think that's where remember we were talking in um the species album about um the australian and new zealand forces yeah. fighting in turkey so when when and they again landed
0: since then weren't we as yeah well? actually we were talking about
1: gallipoli in redneck weren't we yeah we were talking about in in um not gibber we're free to secede we're free yeah. boom 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 like crimson turning yeah, to gold.
0: yeah
1: yeah so we were talking about that on redneck as well so yeah classic rob yeah returning to what he does best after you know with the whole I'm leaving the band thing and breathe and and without having him have like his like a signature rob song in redneck you know it's nice to see
0: him giving us a song and, and doing what he does and it's yeah. a
1: strummy song it's a sing-along song
0: yeah 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 that's right it is strummy so it opens with this kind of drone music are, are we done Talk yeah about it. we'll yeah, just go get for through it. the music yeah and...
1: there's there's this sound
0: yeah to me it's kind of like a drone yeah i like that and then you have the strong strummy acoustic mm-hmm. and that sounds like the second like it sounds like they double up the acoustic guitar at about 40 seconds right so it's like martin and jim going together there
1: and a little snare fill into the into the second verse there. Oh, yeah, I think this you is, mean the
0: bass comes in.
1: I probably do, eh? Isn't that <laughs> yeah. how it always is? Well,
0: it's it is the bass and the drums come in. Yeah. And the slidey bass. And
1: this is where I was talking about um, he I think that he's using brushes on this song. It's got a really slappy sound yeah. on the snare. Yeah. And the the tambourine being used as the hat. So this is the song that I was, I can envision him just standing at his cocktail kit, kit. with his brushes and, and hitting his tambourine there yeah. instead of a hi-hat. Yeah. I don't know that's what he's doing.
0: Yeah. And the, the song has uh, a lot of ambience, like a lot of room noise or something. So yeah. it, it almost sounds like a breathe song at times mm, yeah. where I can hear the, the room.
1: And at... Pete's got some really distant vocals in yeah. the third verse.
0: So yeah, I could almost imagine them recording this in a room together. Right. Uh at least part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whenever Rob uses brushes by their nature, I think sure. they have to be mic'd. You don't really close mic no brushes the yeah. same way, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh the line, the scars that never heal. Let me play that for you. Yeah. Um, just a real emphasis on on the words there as well. Just kinda scars that never,
0: never heal.
1: Yeah. Can be It'll leave you scars that never heal we the stone
0: good punctuation on scars that never heal yeah oh yeah and for the choruses they, it actually switches from E minor to C major okay so that's why it has such that that big yeah sound that happens. And it's interesting how there's these synths in this they're almost like 80 like at 143 there's these smooth synths but they almost sound like like right out of the 80s like almost cheesy 80s synths but okay. they, sound, they sound pretty good here the last of the diggers the last of the diggers the last of the
1: Do, 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 do. interesting that you you hear those as as 80s synths maybe i was thinking that was more of kind of like an auto harp type thing that's just kind of plucking something out on one of those yeah, things yeah
0: i don't know to me it just sounds like yeah i can understand like a casio keyboard kind of thing yeah yeah. yeah yeah
1: no to me it sounds almost natural and string like huh yeah it's cool though hmm. yeah i'm glad that you brought that up because i i do like that sound whatever it is
0: there's some little neat lonely- touches on the bass. Mm-hmm. Uh I think they put a filter on Pete's voice.
1: Yeah, I I had written down like distant vocals there.
0: Who gets sent to war?
1: Who lose a child to a foreign coast. That old radio microphone sound that we often talk about.
0: Yeah. Oh, and on foreign coast the guitar actually goes back to G major. In step oh wait let's let's hear that because it's pretty cool normally the guitar plays an e minor in the chord progression yeah but they play a g major they switch it out yeah to go to the major to go to the positive that's right for some reason on the child to a foreign coast it goes to g major it's kind of a it's almost a weird time to do it who we'll lose a child to a foreign coast did you hear how yeah, it stayed up yeah, I did hear that. yeah yeah for sure so Uh, normally you wouldn't put the happy chord on that but it allowed that part to be emphasized musically Yeah. yeah okay and then at the end of the song harmonica harmonica
1: If you were to place this on a proper oils album, this, this song, what album do you think that this would fit most on?
0: In some ways, Blue Sky Mining, except that it's too, uh, it doesn't...
1: Too natural.
0: yeah, it's, it's a little too upbeat. For yeah. It. But, but it's almost like it should go on Blue Sky Mining to help patch that album up. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: I could see it fitting on Breathe. Yeah. Now, we're not really going to play the game. We'll play the game. Yeah, but... But we know that we're not going to take this over what we've got. Yeah, yeah. I think that you still have Breathe.
0: Yeah, I think I do.
1: And I still have Earth and Sun and Moon.
0: Yeah, you didn't take Breathe, and I surprised me yeah. by taking Breathe. And
1: and you presented a, a wonderful case for Breathe, and I totally agree with you, and I think Breathe is a great choice.
0: Yeah, and then Redneck just didn't do it.
1: No, not for either of us. And neither is real thing. Well... I, w- I want to kind of make a, a mini game out of this. Okay. Um, between the real thing as kind of a, because it's got a, like the bulk of it is live and Screamin' Blue live. What do you prefer? Mm.
0: I think I would take real thing because we're not only comparing them on their live merits.
1: You're throwing it. You get four new songs out of it.
0: I get four new songs that I do like all of them. Yep. Um, in one way or another, I like all the new songs on it. Uh, and it's got some fantastic versions of old favorites. I agree.
1: And the way that, the way that it's done, like the, the acoustic version of it, the unplugged way that they do it, it's brand new. It's not like the It's not like the live version of the album song. It's more than just that. It's something totally different. Yeah.
0: For almost all the songs. Yes. There, there's a few on here I can do without, or I definitely prefer, the album version by oh yeah by a long shot well but only a few like some of them are almost improvements yeah um
1: like perhaps dead heart and war kearney might like this version better than the album versions only because we've talked about how both of those songs have grown on on us yeah like i like as we've heard different and new versions of them. that's
0: right like i like the the whole dig intro to dead heart a lot feeding frenzy i like this mm-hmm. version every bit as much, maybe more yeah I, I like the album version a yep. lot but this is a so fun yeah tin legs and tin mines is uh i love the extended solos and short memory yeah etc etc yeah and in the valley this almost could have been what they put on earth sun and moon it, mm-hmm. earth sun, and moon could have used a a valley yeah so to speak yeah and instead kept on at the same tempo throughout yeah yeah, this this is excellent.
1: So as far as screaming Blue Live versus the real thing.
0: Yeah, I think I'd actually take the real thing. I
1: think I would too.
0: Over Screamin' Blue. live. I'm like.
1: quite enamored with the real thing. Besides the fact that it was such a treat for me to put this on after listening to Redneck for a number of weeks. Yeah. Oh, the morning after, and I put this in the CD player on, on the way to work. It was like, oh, I love this stuff. This is fantastic. I've actually, through editing the Redneck podcast. Yeah. I've come to appreciate Redneck a lot more than I did after I would listened to it. uh uh-huh. You know, after we spent the time talking about it, and then yeah. after I've been, you know, thinking about what we've been talking about through editing it, I like Redneck a lot more than I did a few weeks ago.
0: But you still wouldn't have chosen it. Still that. wouldn't have chosen it. Yeah. But... This was like a breath of fresh air. It
1: was. But, yeah, and as far as, you know, trying to choose between the real thing and screaming blue live i think that i would take the real thing too i, I really enjoy what they've done and, and how they've changed things up and
0: yeah yeah it's
1: just really interesting like i still have like the album versions of these songs yeah but these these are this is a fun new way to listen to the songs as opposed to just a live version of the album song
0: yeah that that's right like screaming blue it's got that awesome bernie at the end mm-hmm. uh, i do prefer the sometimes on screaming blue mm-hmm. But the rest of it, to me, there are really only two good new things on *Scream and Blue*, mm-hmm. new-ish, yeah. like improvements. Yeah. And I think I just do prefer the studio version of almost all those songs, and don't feel like the live. It's not just even prefer. It's sort of like, here is a live, slightly inferior. Here, here's an inferior version of the same song, played roughly the same way. Mm-hmm. except for sometimes where they really improve it on the Screamin' Blue and the really cool version of Bernie because it's just so different. Yeah,
1: Which isn't the live version anyway. We're no, fooling you by going you into the studio anyway. Yeah, it's the yeah.
0: studio version. Yeah, I don't think they're even trying to fool no. anybody. But yes, yeah. that, that's right. It isn't live. Yeah. So it's sort of like Screamin' Blue to me is a good live album. It's, it's good and everything. Yeah, and when it came
1: out, it was great. It introduced folks who may not have known a lot of the back catalog to those yeah. songs. Yeah. It's yeah. got its place.
0: So, so it's good. But when I view it now, it's just sort of like, well, it's got better versions of two songs and slightly inferior versions to all the rest. Mm-hmm. While this one has four brand new songs, superior or not. not I can't even call them superior, but just interestingly different yes. versions. Yes. So that, that's why actually, you know what? By a clear mile. Yeah. I will choose the real thing over Screamin' Blue.
1: I really like the real thing. I'm not going to take it in the game. No, no. But if you haven't got a copy of it yet, it's yeah. well worth having. Yeah,
0: don't diss it. Yeah. Listen to it.
1: Are you trying to do an internal rhyme?
0: Yeah, it's really poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with that, it's time to put the CD back in its jewel case and say goodnight. Until next time, when we'll be listening to the Oil's... Capricornia, the final album. Wow. From 2001. Two. From 2002 on Comfortable Place on the Couch, a Midnight Oil podcast.
0: You can get in touch with us on the Twitter. Find Darren at Darren The Folds, and me at Robin Harburn. Show notes are online at DarrenFolds.com slash podcasts. Oh, and look for that survey, which will apparently be up on the website. It's just going to be like a Google thing, I think. You can click on, on your internets, and fill them out.
1: And we'll just find out about who we all are and and what you like, and and maybe if you want to hear some more uh, comfortable Place on the Couch podcasts in the new year. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We don't say that.
0: That's not our thing.
1: No. We are very thankful that you listen nonetheless. Thanks for listening. For Robin Harbrin,
0: I'm Darren Foltz. Good night. Good night.